Commandos. Good evening, Commandos. You're listening to the most regal podcast in all the Pride Lands. That would be Call of the Crow. Awesome. Episode 16, I believe, if my show notes are correct. Hey, guys. Future Rooster here. Not the first time or the last time you're going to hear me. Um, so I'm an idiot, and I'm going to say this is episode 16, but I think this is actually episode 17. So, holy crap, guys, we've done 17 of these. Jiminy Crickets, I don't even know how many. So, uh, real sorry that I'm a freaking idiot. Love you guys. So, I believe that's right. All right, man. So, we got past the, uh, the first 15. We're, uh, cl- we're closing in on 20, so that's pretty fun. We'll see if we get there. I don't know. We got four more weeks in us? Three more weeks after this. I believe we've got enough. Yeah, if I edit the dang thing, that's the <laughs> question now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. So what you been up to, Squigs? Oh, not too much. Not too much. Uh, watching some some new shows on uh, on Netflix recently. But... All right. What you checking out? Uh, we'll get to that in the in the spoilers, but because uh, we're going to have the spoiler section now. Well, I mean, you can talk. You can but talk about gonna, what you're watching. We're go- we're, I've been watching. Give a little uh, preview. been watching October Faction, and I've been watching Lock and Key. And both have been very, very good. October Faction. It's a comic book as well, if I remember correctly. It is. I know I have a couple of them somewhere. I have. I don't think I ever read them, but I definitely, I bought a couple. I was like, I'm going to read this, and I never read it. Yeah. I I, I did read it. It's it's very, it's a very interesting slow burn kind of a book. It was. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a show. Is that on Netflix? Yeah. It's a yeah. Netflix original. It came out about two weeks ago, I think. A week ago. Oh, wow. So October Faction and uh, Lock and Key are coming out right around the same time because yeah. Lock and Key just came out, what, this last week? week? Yeah, like this last week. All right, all right. Cool, cool. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't actually watched any of that either, so uh, we're going to have to wait for the spoiler <laughs> section to hear that because uh, I'm going to get spoiled just as much as everyone else, man. Yeah, I, uh, I actually haven't done as much recently. Um, yeah, you've been awful busy, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, let's see. The non-geeky side of my life, I uh, we got a play coming up. So February twenty eighth, twenty ninth. Non geeky. That that's just. Uh, it's a different. It's definitely a different. Ge- it's not this podcast geeky. It's stuff we'd mention, stuff we'll reference, but it's definitely not like the general meat and potatoes of this podcast. True. Um, as a side note, though, it will be the meat and potatoes of a podcast we're working on. Uh, not me and you, but uh, uh, me and some of the other theater artists that I'm working with. That's awesome. Because uh, part of the grant that we got is we have to create a podcast. Uh, well, we have to create some sort of documentation. And part of that is going to be uh, a podcast about how we're starting a theater. So I don't have a title for it. I don't know when the hell it's going to get released. But uh, if you guys are interested in theater geekery as well, uh, pay attention. I'll probably share uh, that, share the heck out of it. That's not a bad name right there. Theater geekery as well. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I've always wanted to do like exit stage left or something like that. I don't know yeah. if that works as well either. But uh, if you're not in the theater, uh, exit stage left pursued by bear is a very famous uh, Shakespeare. It's uh, <laughs> a little like uh, you. So... <clears throat> Yeah, so I've been working on that. I just got back from Buffalo, New York this weekend. That's fun. Yeah, it was a good time. I got up there to uh, visit one of my uh, fraternity brothers. Uh, Breaks, he's uh, stage managing a show, uh, Antipodes, up at Road Less Traveled Theater in Buffalo. Yeah, beautiful little theater, man. A nice, nice, real intimate space. I would say they could probably fit maybe 100 people max in there. Wow. So, yeah, real intimate little thing. Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, They had a really cool set. It's like a boardroom. And the entire plot of the play is, uh, what is it? It's Antipodes by Annie Baker. And it's all about a a writer room trying to come up with a story. But as they keep going, and this could be a spoiler for this. If you're you're a theater person, you might read this. Um, but I'm not going to put it in the spoiler section just because that's not really the general theme of this, but kind of the idea. And it's not even the, really the spoil of the show, right. but the shtick is what if every story's already been told? Oh. So, and so it's kind of like, like where we're at today in Hollywood. 
Uh, maybe to an extent. Like they keep they keep trying to break a story and then they can't break the story because like I mean they're like oh and it's like every story's kind of been told and they kind of have this entire like they have a really cool kind of geeky moment where the one guy's like you know there are seven types of stories the hero's journey man versus man man versus himself and like and it keeps getting more and more absurd because it's absurdist theater. And it becomes, you know, there's like eight different types of theater. You know, there's there's the void and the void beckoning and the void rejecting. And it gets kind of odder and odder as that goes on. But it was really fun. It was a piece that I really enjoyed. Uh, it uh, It's definitely like kind of the absurdist theater that if left to my own devices, I would try to do at least once oh, or twice. Oh, yeah. That sounds totally up your alley. Yeah. Um, it also made me kind of realize, though, that as much as I love that kind of crazy absurdist theater, I enjoy doing uh, we're doing Mousetrap right now for Spring yeah. Hill. So that I uh, I really appreciate the fact that I'm kind of doing a uh, tried and true classic instead of doing like, a, I don't know if I'd say, I don't want to say experimental theater because it's not that, but it's nice to be doing theater that's a little bit more well known and a little easier like, oh, at the end of the play, this is what happened. Right. Like there's not as much head to it kind of, it's not as meaty. If it's you know it's what I mean. not making you go, well, I think this happened and your, your buddy's sitting there going, no, 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 it had to have happened this way. Yeah, yeah, because Mousetrap's definitely, I mean, it's meaty. It's, it's got a, it's, it's, it's a got clear its own, cut. It's a, just a much different yeah. meal. Like, I left Antipodes and I really thought about it. I was like, shit, man. And I'm going to leave, uh, I, you'll leave Mousetrap and I, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll be really happy. But I don't think you're really going to have to think as hard about Mousetrap. Right. Like, Mousetrap's a hoot, it's a classic whodunit by Agatha Christie. So it's going to wrap itself up very nicely. It's going to be at the very end of the play. You're going to be like, oh, that's <laughs> whodunit. <laughs> So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it though. So I gotta I gotta get off script. I'm uh, about a quarter of the way through my script, maybe uh, maybe a third of the way. Okay. So uh, we're that's supposed to be off bad. book tomorrow. So well, that's not too good. Yeah, uh, I you, think I'll be you, fine. When are you guys uh, putting this on? Uh, two weeks from Friday. Ah. So we're recording this on Monday, February 10th. Uh, February 28th, we're gonna open up. So sorry, we just took five minutes talking about theater, guys. Uh, again, my apologies, but that's uh, that's kind of the big part of my life. Uh, like I said, Buffalo was a big part. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I, uh, I watched The Witcher. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that in the spoiler section, most assuredly. Uh, the non-spoiler section, though, is I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was eight episodes. Um, as someone that doesn't know the source material as well as others, I was, I really dug what happened. I think, I've heard a lot of good things about The Witcher already. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that people have been saying is that it's, you know, it sticks to the game. And, uh, you know, there's like, I didn't know the one meme from the game from, uh, I think it's Wild Hunt, uh, where, um, Geralt's in the bathtub. And in this one, uh, he, he's in the bathtub in one of the episodes, okay. so he matches the meme, which uh, late spoilers, I guess. But I'm not, I don't think that's really a spoiler. That's that's a thing that's happened. Yeah, it's just he matches a meme, and apparently Henry Cavill was super serious about getting it right. Like he was very dedicated to you making know what? this meme I love, happen. I love when I hear stories about Henry Cavill because I'm like that that dude that dude is the nerd that we all dream to be. Like that guy is, is like he's sitting there going, I want to make sure we match the meme, dude. I want to make sure. I almost didn't get Superman because I was playing World of Warcraft. Like I love Henry Cavill. He was super cool, man. And like I said, we'll talk more about we'll talk more about Witcher. Uh, you haven't watched any of it, so I'll ruin I Witcher for you, and you can ruin uh, Lock and Key and October Faction. For I me. won't ruin it too much. He's gonna ruin. We're gonna ruin it. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, Gen Con opened up. Oh, well, yeah? not opened up, but, but uh, they, they badge registration. Uh, badge registration and uh, hotel block opened up. Uh, thankfully, I'm a VIG, so I don't have to worry about the hotel block madness. Right. But I was able to get in. I got my badge. I got my hotel all set up. So I'll be staying at the Embassy Suites. That's awesome. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Gen Con's coming up in, uh, God, man, like six months from now. Wow. I know. It's coming, man. It's coming. I cannot wait. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm hoping not to spend as much money as I have in years past. 
Uh, right now, it's going to be me, Aaron, Patches, and Breaks is actually going to go. Oh, that's cool. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, man. So uh, any commandos out there that are interested in Gen Con, let me know. Uh, maybe we can have a quick meetup out there. Or uh, if you guys just want to know more about Gen Con, I could do my own little, uh, I could do a rooster ramblings on that one. Kind of talk about it or uh, break down each day of the convention a little bit. So if that's something you guys think would be interest you'd be interested in. Definitely let me know, and it's something we can keep on the uh, keep on the table. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man. Uh, what you got? What else you got? I know you got uh, some spoiler stuff, yeah, but you got some non-spoiler I, stuff. I do got some non-spoiler stuff. So I got to see this this uh, interview with with uh, former WCW wrestler uh, Vampiro, and you might know Vampiro from like the Misfits, and he's done a he's done a lot of work with a lot of different uh, different groups. I'm gonna be honest. Groups. I saw Vampiro interview in the show notes, and I thought I'm like, ah, someone's a vampire, and they got interviewed, or maybe it's some remake of Interview with a Vampire. No, but this is not where I thought this was. Okay. I didn't think we were going back to wrestling. All right. So, but this is it, it, this this interview has less to do with wrestling and more to do about his day to day life because he's living with Alzheimer's. Like he's got really bad early onset Alzheimer's, and a lot of that's from. You that know, really sucks. How old a wrestler is he? He's in his fifties, maybe. All right, so this is a guy that if I would have watched wrestling as a yes. kid, I would have probably known him from like late eighties, early nineties. Yes, absolutely. Right. And he was he was wrestling up until like two thousand, where he and he did some some commentary for Lucha Underground, and he still wrestles once in a while. But he he says he can't remember things that happened an hour ago. He has abs- his memory is so bad anymore. He he can't remember things that. Does happened. he blame wrestling for it? He does because he's taken. He, he was a very hardcore type of wrestler, so he took a lot of sh- chair shots to the head. A lot of you know. He's like the Foley kind of guy, huh? Yeah, but so he. T- See, I can name drop once in a while. Once in a while. <laughs> uh, so he took all these chair shots, and in doing so, he uh, he start he he really messed up his head. But he's very optimistic about it. He's because he like in one point he says, um, he says I, I only buy one video game video game a year and I only play that one game. But it's amazing because as soon as I finish the game, ten minutes later I'm like I start a new game and I have no idea what happened. So he he's very he's very optimistic about about how he's living his life and about how how this is such a big problem for him that had. He not put it in his phone for 9 a.m. that day to to do this interview with Chris Van Vliet. He wouldn't remember it had happened, even though he had talked to him the night before about it. And they had sent text messages and stuff. That's why he says he always he always tries to text people because he won't remember the phone conversation. Well, at least he's on the bright side of it. He is, but it, it's it's about an hour and a half long, and it's a it's just a very good, very in depth interview of who he is, and it's just it's an incredible interview of like you. You know, we always try to look on the positive side of things. This is that to the extreme, really. Interesting. But it's it's just such a great interview that that I was like, oh, this is this is so cool that I want I really wanted to share it with with the commandos out there. And I know it's been out for at least a couple of weeks, but it, it it's been such a it was. Is it on like a YouTuber? It's, a, like it's a YouTube. It's Chris Van Vliet, V L I E T. Uh, he he does wrestling interviews he he, mm. does, he goes all over the place he interviews different wrestlers about different things and he he finally he was in town he was in las vegas to do an interview with uh david benoit chris benoit's son and he the fans actually tweeted to him said hey you should go you should interview vampiro he's he's in uh he's in las vegas and you guys should just get together and then they started like messaging back and forth and made it happen and I'm so glad they did because it's such an incredible, like I said, it was just such an incredible interview. Like the whole time you're sitting there going, man, there's so much wrong with you, but you're so cool about it. And you're so, you're so ready to share. Like uh, uh, about a year ago, I think, Vampiro 
put a, a Facebook video out where he is just in tears, just absolutely in tears. He was in his car, no idea where he was going, no idea where he was coming from, no idea what he was doing, no idea where he was, just completely in tears. And like, so from that, he, he started building like different, different uh, videos and different stuff that he, he's trying to do to help get the, these, you know, some of the, the mental issues uh, out, like some people doing mental, mental issues and dealing with these mental issues and, and so it's it's just such an incredible interview that that it was it was great to to just sit there and watch. That sounds really cool. Uh, you should link it to the uh, Facebook page, man. I will do that. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, take a link. Because uh, if you do that, we can. Uh, well, I, uh, you know, I can give it a chance if I get a chance to watch it. Uh, maybe some of the uh, commandos might enjoy it. Right. Um, that sounds really cool. I don't really know what else to say. I'm like, oh, I didn't watch the interview, but uh, it sounds really good. Right. Well, you didn't even know what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm like, Vampiro, but... is that like, I legitimately thought it was going to be like, oh, it's like interview with a vampire in Spanish. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it was an incredible, it was an incredible interview. And I will definitely link it to the page, uh, probably a little later tonight once we, uh, get this posted or, or after we get this posted i'll po post that up yeah definitely it sounds interesting um i'm gonna try to watch that because it actually sounds really cool one of the things i really enjoy in life is i like finding interviews where people are like overcoming or like this is how i'm dealing like right. you know what man the only way uh the only way he through ta it he talks a lot about how like he uses music to deal because you know it makes sense all, all he since he plays in the band since um he's he plays guitar and stuff. One of the things they say is muscle memory is, me you know, memorization for, for, to help, to help fight the Alzheimer's. So he says that that's perfect for him. He has to remember lyrics. He has to remember chords. He has to remember songs. He has to remember a set list. So that helps him a lot to, to battle with what he's going through. That's cool, man. Music therapy is a huge thing. Oh um, yeah. Especially like nowadays, um, like 10, 15 years ago, I'm sure, I'm sure music therapy was a big thing then. But I've really heard a lot about music therapy programs and how there's a need. I, I know music therapists mm -hmm. now. Uh, my uh, alma mater, Marietta College, actually opened a music therapy program a few years ago. So it's uh, so it seems like music therapy is something that's catching on more and more. And I've always said, and uh, excuse me, Commandos, because I'm going to swear here. And uh, I'm trying not to recently, but I've always said the arts will make you a better fucking person. Right. And that's something that I, I truly feel is that no matter what, I mean, hence the reason I, you know, I'll talk about theater for like five minutes at the beginning, like making, like being able to make music and being able to like, you know, see a play or be part of a play or just improv with your friends, which like RPGs are. Which it, 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 we'll get into that in just a minute, but. Yeah, it's like just something that'll make you like in my personal feeling, it's just one of the cores of myself. It's it's what makes you a better person. It's what makes you a good human being. It's what makes honestly, it's what makes life worth living to an extent, because like the arts are just so important to us. And maybe it's not music. Maybe, you know, for some people, it's dance and other people. It's, you know, just like painting. It used to be poetry for me. I yeah, used to yeah. write a lot. So yeah, I remember I went to a slam poetry thing with you. Yeah, once. That was cool. So, I yeah, it was awesome. Then, it was weird. It was weird. Um, the, the thing I'll always take away from this. So this is uh, I don't know, maybe a year after. I'm not going to make fun of you. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, you are. No, That's I'm right. actually not. Oh, really? No. No, I'm not. I'm going to make fun of the lady that compete that didn't compete, but the lady that went with you. Um, <laughs> you okay there? Yep, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, so uh, Squiggles, a couple years ago, it's, I mean, maybe a year, not even that, maybe six months after I got to really know him, he got to compete, or not compete, but he was uh, a featured artist. He was a featured artist at a slam poetry night. Yep. And the the warm-up, his opening act. So uh, Squiggles was the main event with some other guy, and they had an opening act. And this woman stood up, and she's like, I've got some poetry to read. And 
her entire poetry set list was about how much she hated her neighbor and her neighbor could go to hell. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I'm going to come. I have a compost heap. I don't care if it smells. You're an (laughs) asshole. And it was like the most angry poetry I've ever like. I mean, poetry like I, I was an English major, so I've read some weird poetry and I've read out there poetry. So don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here thinking like poetry is like roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> like I, I know poetry is way more than that. Like I've read Amiri Baraka and I, you know, I, I know poetry. <laughs> but, <laughs> like this was the most angry poetry I have ever heard in my life. And it was in, just like she it was just like screaming like I hate my neighbor. Yeah, there was there was almost nothing poetic about it as much as it was just a completely rant that was. They were rage down. lyrics. Yeah, they like, were she rage just had lyrics. Rage lyrics. That's it was, what it was. It was awesome. It was great. Like I said, no, I'm not gonna make fun. I'm not gonna you stood up there and you did poetry for half. I'm not gonna make fun of yeah, you for that. That was it. That takes you know, you know what that makes you vulnerable. That's a, I'm not gonna make fun of your art. I mean, there were some of them I was like, well, all right, Squigs, I'm not sure about that one. Don't get me wrong, but uh, we talk about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, man, I was I was really impressed with you. I, yeah. I appreciated the fact that you uh, not only were you so proud of doing it, that you were able to stand up and be a featured artist, but that you were like, hey, buddy, why don't you come and see my poetry? So, uh, you know, and I'm the friend that if you say, hey, man, why don't you come see my poetry? I'm going to try to come see your poetry. Right. Because I'm like, well, hell yeah, man, I want to come support the arts. It was at a car. It was at the Karma Cafe. I don't even think that place exists anymore. No, I think it's Roosters now. Yeah. You know, uh, no, it, well, it was it's in right the same across, lot as Roosters. Right, yeah, because we went to Roosters right after. That I will I say one other thing. I'm going to make fun of Karma Cafe too. Yeah, uh, it had. I had not been in a cafe or like a coffee shop in years. I'm not much of a Starbucks guy. Honestly, I'm not even a Dunkin' Donuts guy. I'm not a coffee guy in general. Like I drink a lot of like tea. Yeah, I, I drink a lot of tea and like cold tea, not like fancy teas. Don't think I'm a fancy man. I drink like Lipton, like those big old <laughs> things. I just make cold tea, like just a lot of iced tea is yeah. what I drink a lot of. And again, not the bottles. I make it like I get yeah. the powdered sugar and I'm like, let's make some iced tea. That's what I drink a lot of. But I walked into this coffee shop and I knew I was going to have a good time because there was a dude with a twirly handlebar mustache, uh-huh. a soul patch, a denim vest, a top hat, and he was straight up writing his screenplay because he yelled at us because we were blocking the light to his computer when he was right and I, he couldn't see his screenplay. Yep. And I was like, oh, homie. I knew you were also going to have a good time. And I don't know if you caught it, but when we walked in, there was four people playing uh, Sentinels. I do. I do remember the Sentinels. I wanted to hop in, but they were midway through a game, so yep. I couldn't get in. Because I'd have walked straight up, man. You, you play five in Sentinels. Yep. I'd have been like, hey, guys, who's got Legacy? I'm him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it was fun. Like I said, I had a really good time. I actually enjoyed that night, but I'll never forget that lady's oh, rage yeah, that lyrics. Was bad, man. <laughs> it was so, it was so awesome just to yeah. hear, hear the rage. That was your opening act, man. It was. I've, uh, I don't think I've ever done anything in life where I had an opening act. So, uh, Squigs, you're beating me there, buddy. If there's hey. one thing you're beating me in, <laughs> it's uh, poetry opening acts. Well, <laughs> uh, I've also been doing. Uh, on, well, on top of that, no, ahead, arts are. I was just gonna move. I was just gonna unceremoniously move into. I've also been watching Black Clover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I watched Black Clover through the first about 100 episodes, um, which was uh, this past July. Around the time Fire Force and uh, Dr. Stone kicked up, I just, I don't know if it was just I kind of ran out of time or Noel and I just kind of got bored because we binged Black Clover to catch up and then we were watching it week to week. That's the only problem with binging the show is when you get caught up and you're week to week, you're like, okay, I'm going to have to wait like four or five weeks to binge again. Yeah, well, so we waited like 20 weeks. Sure. Uh, <laughs> like I said, we haven't really watched it since July, so we're about 20 episodes behind. 
uh, which is cool because apparently the uh, it's called the reincarnation arc, um, mm-hmm. and without spoilers, and I'm not going to ruin uh, Black Clover for anyone. But the arc that we're currently in uh, apparently is either about to end or just ended. So conveniently, we're in a really good spot because now we can just binge through this arc. Um, but it keeps going. So Black Clover is one of those animes that uh, it's very similar to like One Piece, where they don't really take breaks. Like maybe they'll take a one or two week hiatus, but it just keeps going. And that's that's more for the voice actors than it is for for the. Uh, for the actual show. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I'm not complaining about it in any way, shape, or form. It's just the fact that, like, they're, like Dr. Stone, My Hero Academia, Fire Force, they're all taking, like, they all take breaks. Like, I know, okay, cool. When these shows end, I'm going to have, like, six months before I get the next installment. And in this one, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, because uh, we started Black Clover when it first came out. We watched the first 20 episodes. Then we gave up, when well, that gave up, but we just kind of quit watching it. I think Parker was born around then, so we right. got, you know, busy. Like, you know, let's take care of this little human. And then we, uh, so we came back, like I said, there were maybe 70 episodes in. We watched it for till about 97, I think. And now we're catching up again. It is a good show. It's not the best anime you're ever going to see. And it feels like it apes a lot of other animes. Right. Um, if you go back a couple years ago, uh, when we were still doing anime, when I was doing anime Mondays, cause I think you guys only did the one. Yeah. I talked about Black Clover. So if you guys are kind of curious about what the beginning kind of idea was or what my original idea of Black Clover was, go back and check that video out. Uh, right now, I'll say 100, and I think about 107 episodes in. I love it still. I think it's really good. Not the best anime you're ever going to watch, but I think, uh, especially for like the 2010s, I would give Black Clover a, you know, my seal of approval. Sure. It would probably make a top 10 list for me right now. Cool. So I'm it's still definitely digging. one I'll have to dig into at some point. Yeah, I remember, I've got so much on my on my. Oh my god, I know, dude. There's a lot of, uh, I just heard uh, Haiku or something like that. It's on Netflix. I just got recommended. It's a volleyball anime. Oh, okay. But everyone's like, listen, man. Ignore the fact it's a volleyball anime. Check it out. Because I, uh, so it got recommended to me over the weekend. And then a guy I know from uh, one of my old jobs posted on Facebook. And he's like, check this anime out, man. So I'm going to check out this volleyball anime called like Haiku or something like that. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if that's what it's called. So I haven't been back to assassination classroom in a little bit. Uh, so, you know, I've taken a couple uh, taken a couple weeks out of the class. Got to about episode 20 there. And I'm like, oh, I'll come back to you and finish this again one day. Nice. So, yeah, things get kind of busy there. So. Yeah, man, anime, man, I'm still uh, I'm in. Paranoia anime, Agent anime. just hit the Funimation app, so I'm kind of excited. I am looking forward to that one. I, I, Did you I ever watch Paranoia Agent? No. Oh, man, classic. Um, I don't remember. It's a little slugger. That's it. I was about to go. It's like a little slugger with the golden bat. Um, it's more of a psychological uh, thriller anime. Sounds good. I want to say it's like 12-ish episodes. Uh, I don't know if they released it all or if it's all coming out, but it is... I, I, God, I want to say that came out in like 05, 06. Oh, really? Something like that. It's uh, it's early 2000s. It's in, oh God, mid-2000s, early 2000s. I remember that one from when I was in high school. I caught that on its uh, original, well, not original run, but on its original the adult tsunami swim, run. Tsunami Run. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that one, man. Paranoia Agents wanted to check out. That's cool. Well, at least I remember enjoying it. Like I said, that was like 13 Junior, years ago, 14, 15. maybe. Oh, yeah, it was a minute. Paranoia Agents been out for a minute. I tried Eureka 7. I realized I didn't like that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know why, and I just couldn't get into it. I never got into it on Toonami. I never got it. I, I tried watching the first episode, and I was like, God, I just don't care about this. And it's a mecha anime. I was disappointed. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. there's going to be a flash dance on uh, <laughs> anime. Man, this is what I'm doing anime-wise. Right. Uh, anime is great. I love I love a good... I've been watching One Piece. I've been watching... Uh, Speaking of One Piece, they won't freaking come back with the dub i know what's they keep up? teasing us man uh the american voice actress for luffy was just like had to get some extra tea today to be luffy and we're like just put out the episodes <laughs> right you told us in october it was coming soon that was october that was like five months ago man right I'm like please come back 
I know, I know, I know I could watch Sub, and especially after the Oscars last night with uh, spoilers for the Oscars, Parasite won. Huh. That is that South Korean film. And the director said, hey, if you could just get past the one-inch text on the bottom of your screen, you're going to get introduced to a whole new wide world of movies. And I'm like, I know, but I'm lazy now. <laughs> just talk to me literally. Yeah, literally, just... Just yeah da 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 yeah da 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 That's all I need. I'm gonna have to break that. Yeah. I know I am because I want to watch Parasite and I want to watch Parasite how it's supposed to be, which is gonna be in Korean, which not a problem. But I'm gonna have to actually just sit down and do it. I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and just I'm gonna have to get back into subs. And I'm not sure if I'm ready for that yet, man. I'm just I'm not ready. I'm gonna have to get the reading glasses on because I'm getting old. You realize I turn 31 next week? Yeah. What the heck? I'm getting man. I might as well go coffin shopping. I don't know about that, but yeah, man, it is. Uh, I've got this podcast and maybe one more, and then I am, I am, I'm just, I'm over the hill. I'm dead. <laughs> just fucking dig the hill right now. Well, you're over dig the, the hill, hill. Dig the hill. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're over the hill, but are you over the next hill? I don't know. That's the thing. You gotta get. You gotta get. I mean, I guess forty's technically yeah. over the hill, but uh, I'm just gonna say. I mean, at thirty, so. Oh, you know what, man? This kind of go with the discussion topic in a little bit, actually. So, yeah. well, so I'll save that kind of thought about me getting older. <laughs> Um, sorry, I'm just rambling now. That's all right. <laughs> so we had talked about how RPGs can be great, a great artistic form or great, you know, inspirational type of deal. I'm really interested in where you're going with this. My my, I put it in the show notes as best D and D plan ever, and it really we we play we played Sunday. We we had an amazing session. Uh huh. We I think I had talked about this a few months ago, but we had uh, come up against this this. Um, this hill hill giant who was sitting there crying wanted us to go and take on her entire uh, town of hill giants. Yeah, I think you were talking about that because your character didn't want to die. My character didn't want to do it because he would, he didn't want to die. That's fair. So we we get to the point where we're like, all right, we got to go take care of this now. Let's go take care of this. We're a couple levels up now, so I'm a little more confident in my own abilities at this point. But we get to her. She is still sobbing. Still, this is supposedly like. A month and a half later in in time in game time so she's still saw so we we tell her we're gonna go in we're gonna take out the chiefess we want to put you in as the chief uh, of the of the of the hill giants so she doesn't want to go in well, you you have to take us in the closer you can get us to to chief God the better off we are so she so we we dress her up to look like a male hill giant because apparently all the female hill giants were uh, ejected from this this giant town so it's just a, a sausage fest, or Pretty, would it be a tree fest at this point, the, I it's guess? It's the I mean, chief, be... chiefest of the hill giants and all the male hill giants. Okay. And that's, that's the only female, and then a bunch of like goblins and, and hobgoblins running around doing stuff for them. Man, I watch a lot of Goblin Slayer. I'm scared of goblins now. <laughs> Don't like so, the goblins. So we, we go in, we get her dressed up, she puts us in her, in her satchel, we walk in, she gets stuck at... Uh, she she gets stuck at the um at the door where her husband is standing so she's trying to talk to her husband as herself and being a hill giant he does not recognize her because he is not smart hill giants aren't smart what not hill giants yeah hill giants aren't smart unfortunately so in order to move her along i run up i roll a nat 20 to run up the back of her shirt and whisper in her ear and cast suggestion to move on and she does, and we go in, and then we take out the we we have 
our rogue come in dressed as a, a hobgoblin to go in the back through the kitchen. We have our barbarian and our cleric in the satchel, me on her shoulder, no one seeing me because I rolled a nat 20 for stealth. They, they apparently don't even have the ability with my plus three to, to see me no matter what. The chiefess is so fat at this point, she is sitting on a wagon. The wagon is completely busted and she can't walk. So we take our, our, our barbarian gets, our, our, our hobgoblin rogue starts bringing in the uh, satchel to make it look like uh, uh, food runs and hides under a table our barbarian jumps out takes a swing at her gets a nat 20 so she, he gets like 78 points of damage on her dang i use misty step to go right up behind her our rogue takes a shot and then as i'm right behind her i take my two lightning swords and just whoom, and slice basically slice her head off cool at which point our it, it starts the top of the top of the round now there's like three three other giants and a bunch of goblins in there as well and a couple of hobgoblins running around in this this eating area where she was at so our we grab ga or we grab moog our our hill giant and say we um our rogue says in giant the chief has been eliminated long live chief moog and then says in common the chief has been eliminated long live chief moog for the the goblins to hear and rolls like a 26 and a 29 or a 24 and the combat is completely done all the giants bow, bow down this was not supposed to go this way had we not rolled this high on everything we did it would not have gone this way we took out the giant we took out the chiefess in in one surprise round and we brought a a uh, new regime in in one <laughs> like this this I, I cannot say this was the best plan ever, but it worked better than anyone could have imagined. Well, you know, as Hannibal would say in the A-Team, I love it when a plan comes together. And that it did. <laughs> so it was just, it was a fantastic day. Like, we were all like, my, my, my sister's running the game. She's like, that shouldn't have gone that well. That, that absolutely should not have gone that well. So you guys are going to level up because this was supposed to be a very long, hard battle for you. And it was it wasn't because we planned so we planned for like an hour out of game and we planned for Ah, you're metagaming it. No no no. We planned for an, like an hour in the game. At, you know, out, okay, of, out okay. of out of game it was about an hour. But for like in the game we we sat there and we planned and we you know, if we dress her up like this and we do that and we have like everything we could to, to go because my, my guy is still going, we're gonna be facing like thirty giants. I still don't wanna do this, this is a bad idea. Like the whole and the whole time I'm muttering under my breath, this is a bad idea. This is such an awful idea. And man, did it just it just worked. And luckily, my dice didn't hate me on that on Sunday because <laughs> normally my dice hate me. You know that. It was it was it was amazing. It was incredible. I bet sounds like a good time. Hey man, uh, yeah, let's see. I think that uh, that wraps up what I got for banter. You. Uh, yeah, that's about oh. that's about all I got for banter. Alrighty then, Commandos. Hey guys, Future Rooster here from the Editing Bay, and as always, the future is bright, beautiful, and wonderful. Just want you guys to know that coming up, we're going to be talking about The Witcher, October Faction, and Lock and Key. Maybe not in that order, but it's definitely going to be about those. So if you don't want to be spoiled about anything in those three shows... 
please skip ahead about 18 minutes and 35 seconds or roughly to the 51 minute mark. Thanks guys, and I'll see you at the next one. Sounds like it's time for the spoiler section then. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. spoilers. Cool, cool. All right, well, I think uh, before we got to this part, a uh, future rooster should be telling us how far you have to go into the future. So uh, for those of you that are still with us, though, holy crap, man, did you enjoy Witcher? I did not. I haven't God, watched you it gotta yet. Watch it, man. I know. You gotta watch oh, it, man. I know. Oh, Witcher's so good. So Witcher's eight episodes. Henry Cavill's fantastic. Uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier in the episode, but his Geralt, man, he just, he grunts and he bumps and uh, sometimes he bangs. He bangs his bangs. way to victory, man. He uh, He's so fun. Uh, I have nothing against his Superman. Right. I don't dislike Man of Steel. I, and I didn't like, I didn't dislike Henry Cavill specifically in like Batman v Superman or Justice League. Right. There's nothing I had against Henry Cavill, Superman, any of those. A lot of it was the writing itself. Like, I love his Geralt as much as people hate on his Superman. Yeah. Because people really dislike his Superman, but he's so fun. Like, the thing is, he carries himself really well. He's a big geek. And I mean, like, we we know this. We know, like, like Henry Cavill likes geeky things. But, like, he's just, he's so fun. Like, he, he just carries himself with the right poise. And, like, just, I mean, the way he'll just be like, ah, crap. Like, his reaction to things. Because uh, whoever plays uh, Yaskier, who would be uh, Dandelion in the games, mm. Um, you know, it's just such a wonderful little buddy cop show that, so the issue, uh, that, I mean, they're fantastic together. So Witcher takes place and again, so here's some spoilers for you, Squigs, apologies. It's going to take place over eight episodes. Uh, you're going to meet, uh, Siri and, uh, Geralt in the first episode. The second episode, you're going to meet the third main character who's going to be Yennefer. Now, all of their time, all of their stories are intertwined yet take place in completely different times. So really? Yennefer takes place about 70 years before the before the series and she'll catch up to it like episode four or five. She'll hit um, she'll hook up with uh, literally hook up with Carol. <laughs> yeah, man. They got like, I mean, why not? Let's have a sex scene because that'll be fun. Right. Uh, so she'll hook up with Geralt, like I said, in um, around episode four or five. Uh, Siri, you're going to see, uh, she's going to intersperse throughout each episode. She's going to really pop in uh, and her and Geralt will meet at the end of episode eight. So, like, that's kind of how the series ends. And, like, they have instant chemistry. Yeah. Like, just the way it where Like, as soon as they hug, I'm like, oh, my God, that's just... It looks natural and it felt right. Like, just a guy who's, like, looking for a young girl because there's... Um, he accidentally, in, like, episode four... Uh, yeah, I think it's, like, episode three or four, he accidentally got the Law of Surprise. So, now he's, like, kind of owns uh, according to this world the law of surprises when you get something that the person you uh you know you're getting paid for in something that the uh the owner doesn't know they have yet and as soon as he's like well because he saves a guy's life and he's like i'll take the law of surprise and as soon as he says that the guy's uh new wife just Bleh! and he's like fuck because <laughs> you know she's pregnant right. he's just like son of a <laughs> Because he now knows, he's so like, he's I just gotta got get a daughter yeah so he's got a daughter but he doesn't really collect her and then when he tries to collect her crazy shit happens so like her future her story set in the future Geralt's is set like i said a little before that like it takes place probably over about 10 years and then episode seven's like concurrent with episode one and it's it's kind of weird in that aspect and the time flowy woey to wibbly wobbliness uh turns some people off and i definitely understand why uh the biggest complaint i have about the witcher is the character uh, the, the actress who played jennifer and a, a lovely young woman like let me say that this isn't she, this isn't a dig at her right she had to act against a lot of older veteran actors, and this woman, I think, had to be maybe 22, 23. So she's inexperienced. She is definitely inexperienced, and I think it shows. The other actors around her, 
I think they act circles around her. And again, I don't think she does anything it's, it's bad. One of, I don't it's think one she... of those things where the acting was so good by everyone else, it made her look bad. Uh, yeah, a little bit. And like I said, I mean, it's not even that she was bad. It's just, she's very, for me, she's very uninteresting. Like, when you first meet her, it's like, all right, this is weird. There's like this weird, like, she's like a hunchback, and she gets pretty throughout this area. Like, she's like, I want to be pretty, and then she loses her ability to have kids, and that's kind of like her through line. She's like, I want to have a baby now. And, uh, oh, they kill a baby, which really fucked me up, by the way. Like, episode, like, three or four, they kill a baby, and I did not enjoy that. No, so why uh, would you? <laughs> yeah, man. So when you see Yennefer hanging out with a young mother, let me just tell you right now, it's not going to end well. Gird yourself if you're a parent. I was not emotionally prepared for it. Actually, it fucked with me a little bit. <laughs> so it had the emotional resonance that I think it wanted. But again, Yennefer then has to have this, like, she has this monologue where she's talking to this baby corpse, and I just did not enjoy it. And huh. I, maybe it's maybe it's because she's talking to a baby corpse. But I just, it. <sighs> I think I walked in on you guys watching that episode. Maybe, man. It's messed up. She, like I said, her acting just did not resonate as well for me. Like I said, Henry Cavill, man, I would watch him and Yasker. I would watch that. I would watch that series if it as, was just those, those two. Those two as a buddy cop. Show. Oh, my God. Yeah, because he's so grumpy and, and Yasker's like a bard. Oh. So he's like, you know. <laughs> so instant happy. Yeah, so, you know, you get that. Super grump. Yep. So you get that song, you know. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh, valley. You like, he sings that song and like, you know, the witcher hates it. He's like, oh, fucking <laughs> bastard. And it's just so fun. Like, their dynamic and their, and like, it's just so funny. Yeah. And it's, it's just good. And like I said, when Yennefer, when Yennefer meets up with them, it's better. Like, her story definitely gets better. But at the beginning of her story, like, it was just like, oh, God, we got to go back to this fucking tower. Oh, God, it's Yennefer doing so. I don't care about her. And not being as, excuse me, Commandos, not being as familiar with the source material, um, I, I like. I hear she's a really interesting character, and I just did not dig. Like I, I and like I said, midway through, I'm like, all right, cool, I can accept this. But like, I was like, God, man, I don't care about you. Tell me more about your teacher. She's kind of cool. <laughs> Tell me more about Triss. She's so pretty may, cool. So maybe it's one of those things. Like in the next season, you'll start seeing a little bit more interest with her. I really hope so. I think because they'll all. I think they'll all be together in the next season. At the very least, um, Geralt and Ciri will be together. And like I said, like when they hug, it's just it felt it looked natural. Like watching it, I mean, I know I'm watching a TV it, show, and it's but like it looks like a it, bad it just, hugging his dog. Yeah, it felt right. Like the emotional resonance the scene had, there was some music underscoring it, and it just it felt very natural, and it felt very right for me. So um, I mean, as right as a you know an adult man hugging a <laughs> uh, you know a teenager could be, right? Not like yeah, but you know, like I said, it felt very very paternal. Yeah, and like it, that moment just I don't it felt know, I very felt, familial. Yeah, I thought that it had a good emotional resonance to it. I was like, yeah, man, I can get behind this. So it really excites me for what they do with season two whenever they get around to season two, because like I said, I really enjoyed season one. I will say, I felt the first episode also, um, my final complaint for the show, the first episode is very slow. draggy, yeah. very slow. So Yennefer's not in that. She pops in episode two, and the first episode's between uh, Geralt and uh, Blaviken or something like that. Um, just some crazy, because he, he slaughters every, a lot of people there. So that's kind of important to the game, I guess. And uh, Ciri as her kingdom's falling. So while her kingdom's falling, you find out she's got some magic powers. Um, and then Geralt's like, ah, and he's like talking to a wizard who keeps popping in and out throughout the series. And, uh, you know, he's kind of hunting something. He's like, I don't want to get involved in your crap. Like, he's not going to take the wizard's quest. And the lady, the wizard wants him to find and kill. Like, it's like, hey, why don't you come kill the wizard with me? And he's like, nope, not doing that shit either, lady. And, uh, then he ends up like, he gets involved in the end. And the fight at the end of that episode, 
sold me on the series. Yeah. Like Henry Cavill's fight choreography was freaking spot on. And I was like, this is awesome. I was so down with it. <laughs> like, sounds good, man. Cause I was legitimately like, I don't know if I'm going to watch Like everyone's telling me how good the series is, but I was like, man, it's just, it's very washed out. It's very like, just like gray and bleh. So I was like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, I mean, it's good cinematography for what they're going for. But like for me, I was like, God, this is so boring. Right. Um, and later on, they get better pops of color. And I think the uh, I think the cinematography and the set production looks better as the series goes on. But that first episode was just very bleak, very washed out, very like just cold and sad to kind of show like this world kind of sucks at times. Right. And but it worked out really well. Like I said, the fight scene at the end, I was like, all right, Noel, we're going to episode two. Like, I mean, I was like, yeah, where did you in? You, yeah, I'm in. You're in. Awesome. Let's go. And then episode two, like I said, you meet Yasker and you're like, yeah, <laughs> and he's really fun. So highly recommend The Witcher, man. It's a show that I uh, I, I didn't have much to know about, but oh, man, I uh, I fell in love with quite quickly. So, man, Witcher, man, check it out on Netflix right now. I will definitely do that here soon. All right, man, what you got? You got October Faction and... Uh, and Lock and Key. Now, Lock, Lock, and, Key, Lock and Key, I'm only about two episodes in. Um, I was getting really tired last night watching it. but I've I, been there. It, it was just something to put on while I was doing something, or while I was uh, trying to relax a little bit. And it's it's phenomenal. I remember reading those books. I remember listening to the, the, uh, the Audible book, mm -hmm. which is what drew me to those books in the first place. It was... It's phenomenal. Um, it's got... The a lot of the it pulls a lot from the book. It, it updates it a little bit, but le, so like they they have you know modernized cell phones, that, you know, uh, smartphones instead of just flip phones. Um, I don't know. It's it's very very, it's very true to the story. Lock and key. Um, they they, you start seeing some different like different different dynamics and different a couple of the different keys. I think you've seen three keys by the end of episode two. Uh, may, maybe a fourth one, but wow! So they're really flying by. Uh, I just I remember watching, the, reading the first trade, and uh, they didn't, there was only really the one key, wasn't it? It's like, well, girl, and the first key kind of got her out of the well, right? Yeah, the first key got, and th that's kind of the first episode too. The the first, wow! So they are not messing around on that. They no. are just zooming. But they they it's not that much locking key, right? There there's six volumes. Oh wow! Or five. There's five or six volumes. Wow! So I I read more of it than I, I thought there was more than that. Nope. Oh, there's, there's, it's, it was fairly short run, um, fairly short series. I gotta get back on. I gotta read that then. Do you own the volumes? I do. I have them somewhere. All right, I might have, have to, to borrow the second volume because I read the first trade. Sorry, I'm uh, cutting you off on no, your. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all good because um, he he gets the girl out of the well. She flies off to the prison, um, and like they, that's pretty much how they end the first episode. Is is. You, you, there's two keys for the first the first episode. And the the one is the the anywhere key that gets mm -hmm. her out of the well. The next is the mind or the mirror key, uh, the mirror of the soul key, where you know yeah. you, you walk into the mirror and and you're fighting with yourself. And I say yeah, like I know exactly what you're talking. Like yeah, no, so that by the end Mandos. by the end of the the second episode, you're seeing the the mind key, which is the one that unlocks the the people's brains and you know or opens their skull, so you can take and put things in and out of. So it, it's it's very good and it's it's very well paced to it too. And then like the the uncle Uncle Duncan is uh, I believe it's Sean. It's either Sean Ashmore or Aaron Ashmore. It's one of the, one of the two. One of the Ashmores. One of the Ashmores, but. Yeah, it's Iceman or not Iceman. Yeah, it's it's Iceman. X Men Iceman, yeah. not uh, Top Gun Iceman. Right. It, it's it's Iceman or it's uh, 
Jinx from from Warehouse 13. It's one of those. So, two. do they open up with the uh, with the story of the kids' parents getting murdered? Sort of. They they open up with or do they, them. Like, flashback it. They they kind of flashback it. Okay. Um, but they flashback it very quickly. So they 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 kind of flashback. They they open up with someone putting a, a key into themselves and blowing up, and then they they go to them arriving at Key House, and then like a few minutes later during a conversation or something or a movie they they flash back to the all right so it's probably something to explore as the uh, series goes on then you yeah. think um so but they i mean they 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 flash back pretty much the whole scene to right. to interesting you know, the the whole murder all it's, the way through him you know their parents getting murdered and him taking out the one murderer uh they only had the one so maybe maybe so they it was will... two wasn't it i'm trying to remember the books I think so it was. was two, I thought one. it was two guys showed up, and uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll have to watch it. I, I think it was only one because in the books it was kind of the same. It was it was uh, the one guy wa- was a kid in the high school that the dad was a guidance counselor at. Yeah, the guidance counselor because he's like, I wish my dad was dead. And the guy's like, I can arrange that for you, chief. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't actually say that commandos, but you know, it's like it's uh, pretty much what he. Yeah, the guy's dad's there, and he's yeah, he's in he, trouble with his dad. So I know the guy comes and kills him. But I thought he teamed up with someone to come because I thought there were two people that killed the mom and the dad. When the mom wasn't dead. The mom, the mom was shot, but she wasn't dead. All right, I only read the first volume, so I'm pretty. I thought they were both dead in the book. Huh. In because in in the book she's a drunk. Shit, you're right, because she does survive. It's the mm-hmm. dad that gets killed. Okay, sorry, it's been a couple years since I've read this one, so I really, yeah, I'm, no. I'm so far out of my element. In the in the book, she's a drunk. She's not quite there yet, but they've introduced some alcohol into the, the second episode. Yeah, I think so I'm remembering, because she's fucked up, and she's got three kids, and all right, all right, I gotta go back and reread this one, Commando. I'll have to, I'll have to lend them to you. I have to find them, but I'll, I'll, I'll lend them to you as soon eh, as I do. Nah, maybe I'll buy them. I don't know. Maybe I got them in a nice... Uh, nice Showing case. Like, I think that's my local library and rent them. You could do that, too. <laughs> too cheap for that. <laughs> Gotta go to the library. All right, all right, it sounds cool, man. Anything else to say about it? Uh, it's just, it's very intriguing. It's one I definitely will be finishing, both both that one and October Faction. October how, many, Faction. Uh, how many episodes is uh, watch it? Lock and Key, do you know? Lock and Key, I believe, is it's either eight or ten episodes. All right, classic Netflix. Yeah. Classic Netflix. It's, I believe it. I believe both October Faction and Lock and Key are ten episodes. Hour-long episodes? Yes. All right. Uh, yes, they are. You heard it here, guys. Lock and Key. Check it out. Absolutely. We've, ta- we've talked. We've talked. We talked about Lock and Key before. We. I was excited for it when mm. when we saw it was coming to Netflix. It's very good so far, and I will definitely be. be I remember the trailer. I was like, "This looks really cool." Yeah. I, I will definitely be watching the rest of it. It's not one that's going to leave me hanging. All right, man. I am interested. I'm definitely interested. Uh, once I get through some of the other crap I'm watching, I'll uh, Lock and Key. I'm gonna have to load that bad boy up after I watch my volleyball anime. <laughs> All right, man. What else you got? October Faction. October I actually Faction. don't know this one so well. So October Faction is um, yeah, much like Lock and Key. I don't know it so well. Uh, October Faction is based off of a uh, comic book by the same name, um, but they are the parents are like paranormal investigators almost, mm-hmm. or paranormal. I don't want to say investigators, but uh, killers kind of. They they take the things Spooky. that they take the things that go bump in the night and they They're go Ghostbusters. Bump. Yeah, they go bump back. All right. Um, I remember the covers, man. I always liked the covers for October Faction. Co- it, looked yeah. that, uh, it was kind of that, like spooky. Uh, sometimes they looked like they'd be watercolored almost. Other times they'd be like just various art styles. But I really dug the covers. Yeah, there the was co- a lot of negative space usage to them. There was, and they were very, very good. Uh, and that was what made me pick up the, the books as well. Because I, I looked, that went, 
well, that's got to have an interesting story in it. And it, this one, I will tell you, it's a little bit of a slow burn, but it's a, it's very good the way they and the books were too. They were mm. they were they were a little bit of a like they took some time to get to where they were going. But when they when you got there, you were like, oh fuck, that's great. Um, so and again, I I kind of did the same thing where you know it was just oh my goodness, that was that was incredible. That like the the burn like I'm only about halfway through, about four or five episodes in. Uh, on this one and it's just it, it the vampires that that come out they they like open up basically open up their whole mouth and their teeth instead of coming from the gums come like straight from the lip it's really weird but it's really well done all right um sounds weird yeah it's it's really weird but i don't like the image i have in my head of that <laughs> it's not a good not image that it sounds creepy well it does sound creepy but i don't like the image in my head's very cartoony and i don't, I don't like it well it, it but it's like four fangs too it's not just two so it's like straight I'm not sure if you made it better uh, yeah it's 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 probably not but it, it's i it's a very creepy image it's oh, very it, it is not enjoyable in my head right now <laughs> but it it's very good show and they they um the the kids start developing these like supernatural powers just because they're around these things so much, and they don't realize that they're what their parents do. They think their parents sell insurance because they, the the dad and the mom are like, "I don't want you to know about this. I don't want you to know that monsters are real because I don't want you to know that the boogeyman is actually real, and you would have to fight him someday." That's fair. So, so things start to boil, things start to build, and all of a sudden they are forced to tell them because it comes knocking at their door. And the bedroom door, the closet. Sometimes, depending on, <laughs> depending on which uh, which part of the the show you're looking at, yeah. Um, hey man, so you said you're five episodes in, four episodes, five four, episodes? four or five episodes in. Digging it, digging it. I like I'm, it. Yeah, I'm I'm really digging this one too. It's just it's been hard to sit down and watch anything this last week. I I've can just been feel exhausted. that man. Yeah, what's well, that weather man? It goes from like sixty yeah. to like twenty. You're like, oh god, I hate everything. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah man, I feel it. All right. So, anything else to say about October Faction? Ah, uh, just yeah, just very good show. Just very good to to like. I I think the the it's interesting because the the dad is kind of an older older guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean it. Like in the first episode, they they end up like in an old I think it's an old Camaro behind the the grocery store smoking a joint. Like him and the mom. It's like, oh, you know, that's how uh, you're wont to do sometimes. You just got to throw back a couple of stogies with your mom, I guess. Yeah. It, Not really smoke stogies, but... Uh, yeah. It's just, it's it's a very, like I said, it's a very slow burn, but it's a very good, meaty kind of burn. I'm intrigued. October Faction, man. God, I'll add it to the uh, the unfortunately ever-growing list. Right? God, there's so much crap to watch. All right, man. So, uh, I think that's our spoiler alert. I believe it is. All right, man. Cool. So uh, I took some notes about where spoiler alert ended, and uh, in the future we'll get future rooster on top of that, and hopefully we'll uh, get this accurately done. This new feature for the Crow and Commando podcast. Woo! And uh, with that, I think we're moving into the news, right? News, news, gotta news. be news. Totally gotta be news. Uh, no, nah, nah, let's see. I don't know, man. I'm finding that we can burn through the news a lot more because there's not as much stuff to talk about. Right. And like the, we got enough, but and, and I, th- I like our banter more than the news, but the news is. Relevant. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Uh, first news story I have here is about Marvel shows. Uh-huh. But uh, did you see the uh, Super Bowl trailer? No, I didn't. Oh, man, it was super oh, awesome. Oh, you know what? I, I did. I saw it a couple of days later. So I, uh, man, I did see it. Oh, man, I was over at John's house 
watching the Super Bowl and the WandaVision one comes on, like, all right, everyone shut the hell up right now. Because yep. I was thinking we were going to get WandaVision. Well, at first the thought was going to be, you know, uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon. Right. Then I'm like, oh, God, it's WandaVision. Holy crap, there's Loki. <laughs> and I mean, they didn't really give us much, but God, I uh, just that one, that one shot of classic Scarlet Witch. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. And it was, it was, I don't know if you caught this, but or if it was just me, but it was. it seemed like she came down and it was almost like a game that she came down dressed like that. I don't know, man. Maybe they're gonna have crazy sex. Who knows? Right. I don't but know. But he was he was he was also dressed like classic Vision too. Oh uh, yeah, no, dude. I was so down with it though. Like, oh yeah. I was like, I don't know what's happening. WandaVision looks like it's gonna be such a, a freaking mind. Just what's going on? Who knows? Yeah, I don't that know. that one's that one's gonna be a be a uh, good. That one's gonna be a bit timey wimey. I think. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, definitely. Well, I think even they said it's gonna go through like the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. It's gonna be like a sitcom. And I still wonder if, if this is all going to tie in to the uh, the uh, Multiverse of Madness, which, uh, sidebar, Multiverse of Madness, I got a text message, and I haven't confirmed this, because uh-huh. I don't want to confirm or deny it, because as soon as I look it up and it's not real, I'm going to be depressed. Right. Did you see who the... Did, did you hear anything about a director for Multiverse of Madness? No. Sam Raimi. Really? Yeah, man. Evil Dead Sam Raimi. So Spider-Man. The, yeah, Raimi. Spider-Man 1 and 2, the original. Wait, oh, I, I, so that makes sense, because I saw someone posted... He's coming back, and it was Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man coming through one of the multiverse yeah. portals. Which, I mean, I, I honestly think so that's now a possibility. Like, now I mean, here's sense. the thing. If they bring Spider-Man into this, and they end up trying to do some crazy live-action Spider-Verse stuff, too, holy God. Woo! That'd I mean, cool. even if they just take that kind of Easter egg moment where they can show, like, a multiverse, and they show, like, a Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I mean, Tobey Maguire more for Sam Raimi. But if Sam Raimi's going to be the director, oh, my, dude, I'm in. Like, I know the original director left. So if it's going to be Sam Raimi, holy crap. Right. Like him coming back to the MCU or him coming into the MCU and him coming back to Marvel. Ooh, that's a get right there. Yeah. Oh, God. And I mean, Doctor Strange, what an amazing character for him to have. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. And, and Sam, Sam Raimi does some crazy stuff with his his sh- movies anyways. Um, he do, it, like some he's, he's done some crazy back and forth on some of his oh, movies. Oh, well, God. I mean, he did all the Evil Dead movies. Yeah. Uh, he did, uh, what, Drag Me to Hell. He did Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, which I did not like, but that's a different story. That wasn't necessarily his fault? Uh, there were a lot of problems with that movie. There was. Uh, script-wise, decisions, choices. Long story short, I didn't like Spider-Man 3, yeah. but I really like Spider-Man 2. I think Spider-Man 2, uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 hold up as, spi- as superhero okay, movies. Okay, so Sp- Spider-Man is kind of what kicked off the... the superhero I'd argue genre. X-Men two years before was was X-Men two years before yeah X-Men's like 2000 Spider-Man's 2002 I believe okay well I'll, I'll still say like X-Men kind of lit the spark but but Spider-Man is what really put the gas on the fire for let's do superhero movies. well as I always say Spider-Man's the most valuable toy yes Spider-Man's the most valuable toy because Spider-Man is arguably the most popular superhero yes Batman makes money Superman makes money Wonder Woman, Captain America, Iron Man, they all make money. Spider-Man makes the most. Like, he's just the most... Like, there's a reason that when Marvel offered Sony money to bring Spider-Man back home... It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, was it, wasn't 10 it, billion. Yeah. 10 billion. billion But wasn't it, wasn't it also, like, his toy, his toy run in, like, 2015 was almost double that of the next superhero, which would have been Batman, which means him and... Batman and I believe Superman was right behind it couldn't reach what Spider-Man was doing. Yeah, Spider-Man toys alone in like 2015, 2016, something like that were worth an estimated 1 billion some dollars. That's 1 billion. billion. 
and the next uh, the next closest toy aisle competitor was uh, Batman, who was worth like five hundred and thirty five million. So Batman was almost half as much as what Spider Man toys are worth because Spider Man has carved out a niche for the kids. Spider Man has been a popular character. He's always been that relatable. I know you're not mm-hmm. a big Spider Man guy. You know I've jumped on you a couple times for it. I won't do it today. But as much you know, Spider Man is just such a popular character, he is. and as such, like Spider Man's so valuable an asset to have that uh, you know, like it was so like Sam and the Sam Raimi movies most assuredly helped with that. Oh yeah, like Sam Raimi would have been doing that around the 40th anniversary of Spider Man. Uh, yeah, it would have been around 60. It would have been uh, 63. So it would have been around 2002. So you know, we got Spider Man around the 40 uh, around the 39th anniversary. You know, something like that. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, man. You know, how cool is that? How freaking cool is that? Yeah. Sam Raimi coming back to do Doctor Strange. But what I was saying, he's done some crazy stuff in some of his movies. And Doctor Strange, he can go wild. Oh, yeah. He can go, abs- especially in a multiverse of madness. Like, just think of, like, the first Doctor Strange movie had some weird shots. Yeah. Had that point, that Pink Floyd kind of rip and everything. They, they had the the um, mirror movement uh, yeah, yeah, they had they had all of that. So like the fact that this is going to be one where he's the Sorcerer Supreme and he's going to be exploring the multiverse, and I mean he's not going to have the Eye of Agamotto anymore. So I'm really kind of curious like how that'll well, be as is well. He, is he not going to have the Eye? Of- well, I've heard possibility that the because uh, I mean Cap was supposed to put everything back. Yeah, but the Cap's putting it back in the alternate timelines. For their timeline, they would have still lost the Infinity Stones whenever Thanos destroyed them. Sure. You got to remember, they had to go back in time to get the Infinity Stones before Thanos destroyed them, so they could be where they needed to be, so Thanos could eventually get them and destroy them. That was a snap if that didn't register on the audio there, Commandos. There we go. That should I see that clip. <laughs> that blip, as they would say. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, supposedly Sam Raimi's coming back. Um that's I, again, I'm not confirming it because I'm not going to look up because I don't want to have my heart broken yet. That's incredible. Spectacular. So I'm going to let Amazing that even. happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with that, I'm going to, uh, but yeah, so I'm very excited for the Marvel TV shows. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead in the news a little bit just because it ties to it, obviously. Uh, other Marvel TV shows is, uh, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision are both coming out this year. Loki's coming out next year. Yeah. Well, I was going to talk specifically about release okay. dates, though, because uh, you saw the release dates then, right? I believe so. I don't remember what they were, though. Yeah, so uh, what we're going to get is... So the release dates that I'm talking about is... It's gonna talk, It's a couple articles down. So we're going to get uh, Mandalorian in October of this year, which is going to be freaking awesome. awesome. I know, I can't wait. Mandalorian, uh, you're telling me I'm getting Mandalorian for my birthday? I'm okay with this. Yeah, hopefully before your birthday. Kind of like, you know, the One Piece where I'm like, come back quicker! <laughs> yeah, so Mandalorian should be coming back in October uh, with Season 2. Um... Falcon and Winter Soldier should premiere sometime in August. So, and then WandaVision sometime in December. So the way it kind of sounds is we might go from Falcon and Winter Soldier doing an eight, nine week run because we don't know an episode count. Right. That's going to end, lead right into Mandalorian. That's going to end, lead right into WandaVision. WandaVision, is that what I said? Yeah, you did. The WandaVision. You definitely did. Uh, Yeah. um, So it definitely sounds like they've got a lineup and... It's possible they'll put another show up right before Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, well, um, I don't think they're going to put another Marvel show. We it could may not like be a, another... Maybe a What If or something like yeah. that if they do anything. Well, they, they've talked about doing What If, they, but I didn't, I didn't think that was coming this year. Um, but I think we could see another show. Not necessarily a Marvel show, but another release show. Well, I think if Disney plays it right, and uh, the, again, this is Disney, they, they kind they of know. know what they're doing. Yeah, they, they know. And uh, this isn't me saying that I don't want more geeky goodness, 
but I think that there is enough stuff. If they give us like the, the, the later half of the year, like the last four months of the year, we get Falcon and winter soldier. We get Mandalorian. We get WandaVision. WandaVision, as I like to say, WandaVision. we, they know that us geeks are coming. Like oh, we'll yeah. be back. Like the people that left, and think, that's right about the time that the the like year year end for Verizon users is going to be too. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. Oh yeah, that's a smart. That's a good call, man. So I around uh, around yeah. November, yeah. So they're gonna have to like you know convince us to spend money, which I mean I'm already in, so let's do it. But I think what we're gonna see before that is we're probably gonna see some of the other Disney shows. Uh, yeah. Maybe if they get a second season of Encore up there, uh, maybe they put together. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we've got. I think February we have Star Wars Clone Wars kicks in. Okay. So they're gonna. Uh, I don't know how many weeks that's gonna be. I want to say it's probably gonna be at least ten episodes to finish up the Clone Wars saga. So they'll have that. Um, you know, kind of tie in a little bit more. Like this is what happened to Ahsoka before Rebels, kind of stuff like that. Uh, so there's some other stuff they definitely have coming. I suspect that they would stay away from the hardcore geeky stuff in the summer, and maybe even not release that much in the summer because you know kids should go outside and play. But uh, I think we'll definitely. I don't think you're wrong though. I think Disney will keep kind of their uh, their in-house properties. And even that, I mean, Marvel and DC are Marvel and DC, Marvel and Star Wars are their in-house properties. Yeah. But uh, I think they'll keep think, like their, they're more family friendly or like, God, not even that. Cause these are family, kind of family friendly. They're, they're personal properties, you know, they're Mickey's and things like that. I think we're going to see those type of like Disney channel, original properties is what we'd see before that yeah. because they know they've got us for the last four months of the year. And I think too, they like the, the Marvel, the Star Wars, the, you know, stuff like that. They know that's, that's. That that's what's gonna hook people to come back for another year. So, oh yeah. So that's when you. That's why you put that maybe a couple months before the renewal, and maybe a couple months after the first renewal wave. Maybe. I mean, I think at the same time, it's also the fact that I mean, maybe people are gonna start pulling in like, well, you know, I kind of want to watch some of these other shows. Like, when are they gonna get like Infinity War back or things right. like that? You know. So I think people are going to want to catch up on all those shows before Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I I, I don't think they're really concerned about people leaving the streaming no. service. No, no, no. I just have a hunch on I that. Think, I think Disney knows they, they've got us hooked. Oh, yeah. So, man, Disney Plus, just uh, keeping our money. Keeping our money. Keeping it real. Uh, let's see. Did you see that uh, Robert Kirkman said what The Walking Dead virus was? Yes, I did. I read that earlier <laughs> today. Uh Space spores. Space spore. Moving on to news. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really have much to say. I, I don't think he's serious. I think the thing with Walking Dead was you never needed to know what the virus, what caused the zombie outbreak. And I, I think it was more tongue in cheek because he always liked to joke that it was aliens. Yeah. Uh, up to and including the fact that I think it's issue seventy five. He does a short story at the end of uh, one se- uh, of uh, issue seventy five. Where Rick wakes up and all of the characters from The Walking Dead are fighting aliens, and he's like, "Yeah, man, they, 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 it's aliens, man. They, they did this. They made the zombies so that you know it's it's so goofy, right? So it's it's a very it's almost a what if Walking Dead, like yeah. it's uh, the one Walking Dead where you're like, well, this one didn't really count, so because it didn't, right? So there's uh, there's that, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, but, so and, space and one of the things they mentioned in the article, and who cares? Very true. Like I said, the, the series is over. Know, like, the books are it, over. The movie, the TV stuff, can take care of it. Yeah, knowing where it came from doesn't change what's happened. Mm-mm. Doesn't fix how to how to fix it. Doesn't tell you if it's an alien spore. You have no way, out, no idea how to fix it. So who cares? Exactly. So yeah, man. So Walking Dead space spore. Uh, if you guys are curious, again, I don't think that's really it. I think that's him just being an ass about it. Yeah, just having some fun. 
Uh, we've got uh, what Critical Role Hotspots. Why don't you tell me a little yeah, bit about this uh, one? Okay, so Critical Role has uh, decided to team up with Hot Topic and are putting out actual Critical Role merchandise at Hot Topic along with some other uh, D&D stuff. A really sweet Beholder shirt that, that right now is out of stock. Um, and I only know that because I went to look for it Friday and it they didn't have it. That's cool, there. man. But yeah, they, so they're, they're, they're a couple of Mighty Nine shirts, um, a Critical Role logo t-shirt, a Critical Role hoodie. Uh, they're getting in, I, had, I was talking to the girl at Hot Topic, they're getting in the D&D Funko Pops. Um, they've, I've, I've gotten dice from there before. They, they've had sets of Chessex mm. there before. So they're, they're starting to get a lot more D&D stuff, and I really want this uh, Beholder shirt if I can find it. That's what I like about Hot Topic. It's always reinvented itself. Yeah. Like I remember Hot Topic was like when I was in high school, it's where I went to get like metal t-shirts. Yeah. And then they started to get some Halo t-shirts and some video game counterculture. And I was like, yeah. And now Hot Topic, I'll go in there and there's just a bubblegum pink girl with like, you know, bright pink hair, big old ear gauges, Hello Kitty tattoos. And she's like, hey, welcome to Hot Topic. How can I help you? And you're like, oh my God, I love Slayer too. Yeah. And uh, in no offense to this woman, I uh, I don't want to sound I like I'm exactly shaking her in the least. About, I'm just like I. That's one of the things I love about Hot Topic. Like I'll go in there nowadays because I collect pops. Yeah, and, and um, they, they're one of the last places that sell tons of pops. Oh yeah, man. Um, I am uh, too fat to buy a lot of their clothing, yeah. but man, I'll buy their toys. I'll buy their just their little like yeah, chachkis and stuff. Like I I've noticed even with I'm not a big guy. I'm really I'm 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 150 160 pounds maybe on a good day. Um, I I have to go like an X or a two X to uh, like even fit their shirt sometimes. Yeah, if I uh, if I buy anything like that, it's like uh, it's all the term skinny blank. Yeah, skinny T shirts, not for fat men. That's <laughs> like China. That's like sausage casings for me. <laughs> but uh, like I'll buy their little stuffed animals yeah. for like stuff. Uh, you know, like yeah, I've gotten Godzilla. Stuff. I've gotten Godzilla. Oh keychains. yeah, man. I don't know if I've shown you those, but I've gotten Godzilla keychains for... I mean, they get sweet exclusive pops. So they got they one do. I haven't bought yet. I keep saying I'm going to. I might buy it for myself for my birthday. They've got a My Hero Academia Mount Lady uh, pop. They do. I yeah, saw it's that. that six inch. It's I a big almost, one. I almost bought that for you. Yeah, so I, I keep like, saying... you I'm would really it. appreciate that. I know. I want not... that one, man. I keep saying I'm going to buy it, so... Uh, man, I'm looking. I uh, I gotta get out there and see if they still have it at the one out at the. Uh, part, the part of the reason I didn't, though, was I already had your birthday gift, so... Oh, that was, <laughs> was nice. Yeah, you didn't so. have to give me anything. So, you know that traditional, you didn't have to. Oh, man, people get me stuff, and I have to be grateful. I don't want to be grateful. I'm an asshole. I, I think you like appreciate what I got it. Thank you, though, but... But, yeah, no, so, uh, man, Hot Topic, a store, like I said, it's near and dear to my heart because I've been shopping there for years, and uh, I probably won't stop. One day, Parker will... It's one, of, it's one of, like, three shops I go into when we go to the mall down there. And uh, it's yeah, about like it. I check out the box lunch in there as well, but we're yeah, not talking about them. Cool. So maybe we'll uh, find some news for them eventually. Maybe they're like the bright, cheerful hot topic, and they're not super the, like, expensive. Yeah, they are a little bit, but they've got a lot brighter stuff. Yeah, like nothing against uh, again. Hot topics got like bubblegum, pink hair, and happy, bubbly people, but it's all like black, like Slayer and Nightmare Before Christmas clothing still. Yeah, and uh, you know, box lunch is like, hey man, you want to buy a Lilo shirt? Yeah man, check out how <laughs> fun and festive it is. And uh, it's fun. I like that yeah. place, too. I don't buy anything from there, but I do like going in there. And you figure Spencer's, Hot Topic, and Box Lunch, those are about the three places. Last time I went to Spencer's, I know we're diverging at this point. <laughs> That's what you expect, right, Commandos? Right. Uh, last time I went to Spencer's, it was last March-ish. I was doing one of the uh, Kill on the Hills. Uh-huh. I played a guy that was uh, Frank Fagilio, mm -hmm. which is like Frank and Beans in like Italian. 
And so like I farted, like my shtick was he's a, he's <laughs> so a farter. A fart so I had to go buy a fart machine. I walked in, I'm like, listen, man, I need a fart machine. And the guy's like, we have exactly what you need. <laughs> Do you want a loud fart machine or a louder one? And I was like, the loudest you have. <laughs> so there I am at 30 years old buying a fart machine with my infant son. It was a good time. Yeah. I, had a, I had a great time with it and my wife. So uh, it's probably uh, the first time someone's bought a fart machine with their wife. <laughs> probably wonder what the hell are they going to do with that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So so cool, man. You get some critical hit stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, critical role gets or gets critical role. Sorry, yeah. critical hit. I mean, it could I mean, be a critical it hit. It will be a, a critical, critical hit to your wardrobe. <laughs> no, I mean it's cool though because like Hot Topics also got a lot of wrestler stuff now. Like I just bought. So do they? I don't look at that. Yeah, they, it, I it's just bought it. It's not your thing. I just bought an Inner Circle T-shirt, which is Chris Jericho's group on AEW. Sounds like a cult. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> That's cool, man. Do they cover any? Uh, you said AEW. I was about to ask. So they got AEW. AEW stuff? They got some WWE, not not quite as much. So AEW, man, they're really uh, they're really expanding. They are. Well, um, part part of that too, like uh, when they first started doing stuff, and even before they were doing AEW stuff, the Young Bucks were putting out T-shirts and pops and stuff. I've got a Young smart. Bucks pop that was a, a Hot Topic exclusive because they worked with Hot Topic. So I guess here's a question for you then, and then we'll get back into the uh, last real news bit we have, um, and it doesn't have to be answered long. Uh, AEW expanding too quick. Are they gonna flare out? I don't think so, but I think they're they're starting to get some uh, some people that are criticizing it for for different aspects of it. Um, mo a lot of their women's wrestling isn't isn't great right now. Their women's rest uh, wrestling champion is something of a paper champion. She's never there because she's got a ton of gigs in uh, New Japan. She's the girlfriend of Kenny Omega, who is one of the uh, executive vice presidents um she is 90 pounds so she doesn't look like she can actually win against a lot of the other wrestlers so it's just it's just one of those where it's like they need to do something with their women's division and they need to do something soon but other than that i have no problem with with aew i'm three and a half of that woman <laughs> I, you told me 90 pounds 3.6 and a whole bunch of sixes yeah that's uh that's how much heavier i am than that lady that's yeah i am I, she is i am three and a half of her yeah <laughs> it takes her and a lot of friends but that's that's what i mean Sorry, like, just thinking about how fat i am i'm like that, dang I mean, I mean she's an incredible athlete but it's hard to believe someone who's 90 pounds and is only doing a double foot stomp is gonna actually take out someone who's 260 pounds of pure those muscle. classic wrestling moves like the heart punch yeah <laughs> so it's just it's just one of those it's it's sometimes it's a little hard to believe you, you root for the underdog a lot, but that, that one, it's getting harder to, and harder to believe that she's been champion for like six months now. I mean, you, you got me laughing over here because you're like, you know, it's wrestling and you're like, it's hard to believe. And I'm like, do I tell him? Should no, tell it's him? it's it's all fake. I know that. <laughs> but some of it is, you know, it's it's I get what you mean. It's got to it's it's be theater. believable, though. Yeah, it's that that theater of the mind where or it's that theater aspect where you go, you have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, no, I get what you mean, man. Uh, you know, a small child's not actually going to win a wrestling belt unless it's Make-A-Wish, right. you know? And they're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it's like, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying in that aspect. I'm just thinking, I mean, just the way you said, you know, it's like, well, you know, it's hard to believe. And I'm sitting there like, do I tell him? It's like, he's Olaf. I'm like, do I tell him, Commandos? <laughs> Should I tell I'm going to tell him, Commandos. <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> uh, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Um, all right, so interesting. Uh, maybe we'll revisit that topic in a couple months. Just see how you go. Because again, I don't watch it. I'm not a fan. Uh, I just, I keep seeing AEW, man. It feels like their star is rising, but I wonder if they're just, uh, I wonder if they're going to go supernova quickly is what I wonder. I I hope not, because it, it, it's a really good 
alternative to to WWE. WWE mm-hmm. being so big at this point, they they just go, "I right, we're gonna throw something on, and we don't really care." Like a week or two ago, they had someone eating dog food. Like that sounds fun. Yeah. Like why why are we doing? Well, that? we were talking about it a little bit. I think off uh, off camera about uh, you know XFL with uh, Vince McMahon and then yeah. the WWE. So uh, I don't know, man. Hopefully uh, AEW and uh, you know they uh, they compete enough that. Uh, and then the XFL is uh, interesting enough that uh, Vince McMahon doesn't pay attention, and uh, maybe uh, maybe they start paying attention and uh, caring about uh, flagship wrestling again. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, I don't know, man. They they're calling it the Wednesday Night Wars because you have NXT, which is run by Triple H. Vince is not allowed. Yeah, but that's WWE, so right. It's that's WWE. the feeding ground. It's their it's their breed. It's their their yeah, their breeding ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's their, I don't want to watch that. It's their their um it's their indie show, but it's suplex a baby into you. Yeah. Um, oh, but Vince Vince isn't allowed to to touch NXT. That was all Triple H's. That was all Triple H's baby, and he's not allowed to do anything with it. So. Triple H runs it, and it's competing, and it it does compete closely, at least in ratings wise. It's it's usually pretty close with with AEW, and AEW right now they they're new, so they're getting more. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that in a year they won't be still you know a couple hundred thousand above, or a couple hundred thousand viewers above. But. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. All right, well, it's something to, it's something to pay attention to then, or something to follow. If you're a wrestling right. fan, definitely follow it. And uh, if I think of it, it's something we'll uh, touch back into the news. Because like I said, it's uh, it's going to be hard for me to think about it because, uh, you know, I'm just not it's a wrestling guy. Um, man, this next news story, A, I love that we both put it on here. I noticed yes. that today as well. Uh, B, Squigs, I'm going to give you full credit. You actually uh, wrote a better uh, headline than I did. Uh, so in our news uh, segment, Commandos, uh, if you ever read the show notes when I actually can get them to post properly, um, I'll try to come up with some uh, something witty to say. Yeah. Or just something goofy. You know, be like, too hot to trot. And we'll talk about, yeah. I don't know, some guy named Trotter who got on fire. I don't, uh, yeah. Something weird like that. Um, uh, and this one, you know, I just came up with Funko doing good. And uh, Squigs, man, why don't you read your headline? Because I'd be proud of this one. Fighting fire with fandom. Man, that is, uh, actually, that's a great headline right there. I was, I was really happy with that I, one. I'm really happy with it. I, I saw that originally. I thought, man, that's really good. Did I write that? <laughs> oh, my God. Squiggles did write that. Because then I saw Funko uh, doing good. And I was like, shit. Squigs, I got to give you credit on that one, man. I give you a lot of shit, but uh, that's a good one. Yeah, fighting that's fire a- with fandom. So, so Funko has put out because of the the fires in Australia. Mm-hmm. What was it? Two weeks ago. Well, I mean, I think they're still point. ongoing. Are they still ongoing? Oh uh, yeah, it's been like a full month, man. Wow. Like they've been going fire for a while, uh, along with coronavirus. You got that happening. Uh, the world's burning. It is literally metaphorically so, and literally. Yeah, but uh, Funko has decided to put out a uh, Australian firefighters with. A, Looks like a little koala next to it. Oh, yeah, it's got a little koala reaching for help, and he's all, like, smudged. Yep. And uh, So all the profits that come from the, the Funko Firefighter pop fig- figure goes to helping animals that were harmed in the uh, in the Australian forest fires. That's freaking awesome, man. Uh, another one that... Um, so, yeah, that's so cool of Funko. Yeah. Uh, Reaper Miniatures is also doing something similar. Oh, really? I didn't know uh, that. They've got some... Uh, you can either get some generic, like, little, like, koala, kangaroo minis... Or you can get uh, like what looked to be like Koala Mancer minis. Nice. And so those look pretty cool. Uh, Koala Mancer. That could be the name of this. Go oh, back to the I'll go, yeah, this. I got it. I like it. Koala Mancer versus Pupnomancer. <laughs> I'd watch I'll, I'll the take hell it. out of that. Oh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, no. So um, I might have to pick one of those. Up, yeah, you should check them out. Uh, if I think of it, I'll try to post a link as well. I don't know if I shared it with the Facebook with the Chrome Commando page or not. But yeah, so Reaper, I know, is doing something as well. So uh, those are two companies I know are happening. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff out there, a lot of great organizations you can donate to if you're interested in uh, donating to the brush fire recovery. Um, I don't personally know anyone who went over to Australia to help fight it. Um, All I know is that a bunch of cool koalas died and 
that really Some sucks, man. Probably yeah, a whole too. bunch of kangaroos. Like I've seen a lot of videos, and as I'm sure a lot of you guys have. Um, so I mean, I don't know how the Crow and Commandos can really uh, fight the brush fire, other than saying, "Hey, man, you guys should go out and buy yourself a uh, cool uh, Funko." Yeah, Funko, a Reaper miniature, uh, or maybe find something else. Which it, I, I was hesitant to buy the Funko just because I don't have place to put them, but I'm definitely gonna look for that Reaper now. Yeah, you should look for the Re the Reaper minis are really cool looking. Um, yeah, the Funko at the same time, uh, the website looked a little sketchy when I first looked at it. It's gotten better for the record commandos. Like I saw it when it first went up, um, and it seems a lot more legit now. So it literally looks like someone went, okay, let's put this together, threw it together real quick, and then went, okay, now let's fix it. Yeah, so I would definitely, I'd recommend buying one. Um, in fact, I'll put my money where my mouth is and I'll buy one. I think they're going to get released in uh, June-ish. Oh, okay. So um, definitely, uh, you know, uh, if you can, you know, help uh, help save the earth a little bit. Go sure. with that. Um, or, you know, donate to like team trees. I think they're still taking money. So, uh, you know, do something. Let's, uh, let's, let's make the world a little greener, I yeah. guess. Try to make it a little better. Um, man, we left the news with a bummer. That kind of sucks. That, that's, it's kind of a bummer. All right. It's well, kind of a, kind of a happy story too. A little bit. You can, a little you can bit. do some good to, to, with, with what you're, what you're doing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, hopefully. Oh man, so with so, this awkward yeah. transition, uh, yeah. so discussion, um, so we've got two discussion topics here, the one I'm not fully prepared for, and I think that we should, I think we need to think a little bit harder, I sure. need to think a little harder, um, it was posed to me by uh, my buddy Breaks, actually, uh, hey man, let's talk about, like, the gateway into hobbies, Sure. and I was really interested by the topic, and I was like, hell yeah, this is what we're gonna do this week, and then I just didn't have time especially, to think as much. Especially going off of what we did last week with the, uh, yeah, gateway uh, games. games, and I mean, not just, and not just specifically, like, what you know but when we say gateway into the hobby um he had an amazing example of when he shows people doctor who he doesn't start with chris eccleston's first oh, episode really? he starts with blink oh wow because like hey man you want to see what doctor who's about check this out yeah and i think that like his idea and his topic is such a good because the first doctor who episode is all about you know it's just mannequins in a department store which is good i actually really enjoy that as well I but it's too. like to kind of get an idea what doctor who's about hey check out this awesome episode and, uh, and because Blink of is that, such a great episode, and it doesn't have the Doctor in it that much. Nah, man, but it it, it works. It does. It works really That's well. That's a great. You're right. That is a brilliant gateway. Yeah, my buddy Breaking Man, smart dude, smart yeah, dude. Is. I like him. So if you're listening to this, breaks, good choice, buddy. But yeah. So anyway, um, so that was the discussion idea. Uh, like I said, I didn't. Uh, I haven't done enough research to fully prepare because it's also like, well, what would I bring? Like, if I want to introduce people to a Marvel movie, things like that. So next week, Commandos, you can expect that to be the discussion topic. Sure. Thanks. I'm actually really excited about that. Um, I just, I'm not prepared for it, but I kind of want to give you guys a little bit of a taste to it. Uh, also, you know, maybe you guys could tell us and uh, maybe we can, uh, you know, if you tell us in the uh, comment section, let us know because then we can post and also say, be like, hey man, like, uh, we, got, you know, we got this post from, from Tim G or uh, Tim, yeah, Tim Green, Tim I believe. Green. Uh, he, you, Tim, I know you're listening out there. Thank you for listening. Uh, he posted. Uh, oh, did you read that? Us. The uh, awesome review on yeah. our uh, on our iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. It actually it made my day. The day I read that. Um, so there was no notification that we had an alert. Yeah. And uh, so I just uh, Noel told me, and I read that. And I was I was so happy about it. It made me so, very happy. Um, but with that being said, you know we can go. Oh, Tim Green mentioned that you could 
he uses this to get people into into his hobby or you know john smith uses this one and, and so we can we can literally name name you guys out in the in the yeah podcast. we'd love to so you know let us let know us on know. our uh, facebook let us know on youtube let us know what you guys are using to get people on a hobby and we'll definitely bring that up as well and we can discuss it as well be like i definitely think that's a great choice um and we won't crap on anyone's idea because no. that's uh not what we're gonna do with the commandos we'll just shit on no. squiggles ideas that and i'm okay with that <laughs> no we we'd love to hear from you guys yeah. um so let us know what you use because that'll that'll definitely help us to give us some ideas of Oh, you know what? Actually, I've used something like that before. I've used this. So that yeah, helps so, us, too. Yeah, so definitely uh, start thinking about that, Squigs, when we're ready. Um, so the other discussion topic idea that I had was, man, I'm turning 31. And I'm not saying I'm an old man by any stretch of the imagination. I like to think that I have at least another 30 years of this act. Right. I don't think I'm on the back half yet. Right. God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you never know. You never know. But anyway... You know, and uh, Noel and I talk about this a lot, and we sort of talked about it once uh, when we talked convention-wise, but I'm like, I always think at this point, I'm too old for anime conventions. Yeah, we talked a little bit about this once. And it's like, you know, is there uh, is there such a thing in the geeky hobby? And man, are we too old for something? Like, you know, am I too old? I, I'm not watching. I never was a Hello Kitty fan. Right. But, you know, like, you know, do you ever outgrow that? Or is it just like, I mean, it's part of your hobby that you kind of move on from. But, like, am I too old to go to an anime convention, I guess? that's the like, That's the first question. I, personally, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I know you talked about when you went, there was always older guys, and at the time, they were kind of creepy older guys, but for the the way to find anime at that, that time, that's kind of par for the course. Now you can find it, and you can share it with your, you know, your friends, and you can share it with an entire generation of people who have never even heard of it. I don't think so. Well, I think there's a difference, too. Anime is such a mainstream thing. And I mean, it's not just anime, but I'm like, you know, am I too old for this? But it's like, I can go to Walmart and I could buy a My Hero Academia t-shirt. And I think I mentioned it once before in the show, but it's like, I saw it at Walmart. I was like, holy crap, that's a Midoriya shirt right there in, you know, the middle of the men's section. Right. So it's like, you know, and I always just, I like I said, I always think, I remember going to these conventions and I remember being like, you know, just a young buck at 16 and just running around and staying up all night. And like, I mean, God, it's 9-11. I'm sitting here like, God, man, we need to end this podcast because I'm getting tired. <laughs> And it's like, so, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to stay up all night. Uh, you know, I've got a small son, you know, let's go to a show. And like, you know, I can't like go to the convention only. And I mean, Gen Con's another example. It's like, there are people that run around all day and all night. And like the end of the day, I'm like, all right, man, I'm going back to my hotel room. I'm going to put on my cozy pants and I'm going to play board games with my friends. Right. Like, that's my, uh, you know, it's like, am I too old for these things? Or is it just like, for me, have I evolved into a different form that maybe I'll evolve out of later? Uh, I think I think it's more of the latter. I think we as you know as we grow, we our interests grow as well. I think maybe you know we're so still, still interested in comic books, but like you said last week or the week before, you've dropped your comics because you've stopped going back to them. Very true. But you still love your comic book movies and TV shows. And that you, I do. So your your interests evolve, and you, you can't stay stagnant. As just as a human being, you cannot stay stagnant. Mm -hmm. It is one of the worst things you can do is to stagnate. So, to evolve your interests is also evolving yourself. To evolve your your you know to go for, maybe not so much leave it behind, but to move on to something better for what is fitting better for your your life in this this moment. I hear what you're saying. So you think maybe it's more of just kind of an evolution of what we're into. Sure. And I think I mean if you look at it like that's uh I, you don't see a lot of like. 15, 16, 17-year-olds playing board games. They're there. Right. They most assuredly are there. 
But at that point, even myself, I was like, I was all about CCGs. I wanted to play Magic and I wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh and Whereas, Pokemon. I think a lot uh, now you see a lot less guys our age doing the the, the CCGs, the the Pokemon, mm-hmm. the Yu-Gi-Ohs, the stuff like that. And so I think like you kind of evolve as a person. Like uh, you know, you move into like, okay, I want to start having a board game collection. Like right. I really enjoyed playing because that was one of the reasons I kind of got into the board games in my mid twenties. I was like, man, I really like playing these card games in my teens. But I'm like, I don't want to buy food. boosters anymore. Right. I don't. I'm not going out to a co- to a hobby shop. It's not even a comic shop anymore. It's a hobby shop. It's Wings, Wheels, and Waves. I'm not going out for Friday Night Magic. And there's still guys my age and older that go. Like yeah. there are still people that are into it. But it's like for me, I was like, ah, man, I mean, it's just that's not my interest level anymore. Kayla, Kayla's brother is big into Magic. We got him like a, a nine booster pack pack of uh, Magic cards for for Christmas this year. That was something we had found, and we were like, oh, that <laughs> he'll, he'll love that. And I mean nothing against the guys that that do that. That that's your hobby. That's what you like. Go and do that. Go have mm-hmm. fun. Have fun with that. But for me, I'm I'm like you. I want to sit down with my friends. I want to have, you know, Friday Saturday night. I want to have a big board game, two maybe three games, mm-hmm. and and just have a good time playing those, and not necessarily playing playing cards and playing all these different playing something that's stuck in the box, so that you know everything you've got you need to play. So I get that. So, I mean, definitely, if you look at it, like, I mean, an anime convention or, you know, just conventions in general, it's like, you know, you move on from, like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to try to do everything. I'm going to try to buy everything. Well, I guess I still try to buy everything. But it's like, instead of, like, I'm going to run around and do all this to now, I'm like, all right, I'm more focused on what I want to do at a convention as well. Right. Like, before, I remember I never would look up what the events were. I would just I, let it happen at a yeah. convention. And you you would kind of hear about an event and go, oh, you know, I think I want to check that out. What time is that? I will, I, uh, you know, I'll tell you a story about even my mid-20s. Uh-huh. I did this, uh, I want to say it was 2013. Okay. I was at my first Wizard World. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at Wizard World Chicago. I think I Noelle know this was story. In a, uh, Noelle was at a pod, well, Noelle was at a panel, and uh, there was a big line to get into another panel room. Mm-hmm. And I just got in line. I didn't care. I was like, all right. I mean, at this point, I'm in my uh, my early 20s. Our favorite thing to do at a convention. Yeah, just Hurry wait up and wait. <laughs> and I remember people kept coming by and be like, hey, what's this line for? I was like, I don't know. And like, and everyone was like, you're in line for something you don't know. I was like, yeah, man, I have no idea. I just hopped in line because it sounded fun. Right. Like they said, it's for this panel room. So I just, I waited. I ended up going to a Will Wheaton panel and I had a freaking blast. I wasn't, uh, I didn't really know who Will Wheaton was. I, I had not gotten into the board game hobby yet. Right. So he was doing tabletop. That was his big thing. That and um, uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. That was his, his big things at that point in time. Um, and I wasn't really, I, I, I was like, I don't even know really who, I remember him as, uh, you know, Wesley Crusher. Like, but I remember I walked, like, I got into this panel, I had no idea, and it was just something, like, I waited in line, and I was like, I had no idea who was going to be there, I just knew that I got in line, because I was like, man, there's not a lot of people in line yet, I'll get a great seat. Yep. And there I am at a Will Wheaton panel having a great time, he was he was such an interesting panelist. And I think I think even now, it's, I know <laughs> you've done it, I, I would do it with you, there's, we'll go to a convention, a comic convention, it's like, what what's this line for? idea it's gotta be something i would definitely still do it but i'm not as inclined to do it as i would have been right. you know nine years you know ago. seven years ago eight years yeah five years ago like it's definitely something now i'm a lot more like when i go to gen con i'm like i'm not just let's see what happens i'm all right cool i know these are the things that are happening that i really would enjoy and i i focus a lot more and like what are they doing that i want to do i can kind of give that example um about I don't think I was even living with you yet. About probably six years ago at this point, um, I had a buddy and I, we went up to a uh, convention in Independence. And 
they had a room and they they had they literally had someone in a Deadpool room a Deadpool costume going, Come and check us out, we're gonna have some fun. I'm like, alright, Deadpool Deadpool's cool, we'll go we'll go check out. And we we went to and it was tea time with Deadpool it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. They were they were literally just Deadpool and like other Marvel guy Marvel cosplay guys just bragging on each other for an hour and a half. It was hilarious and it was a blast to do. And it was something I had no intention of doing when I got there. Oh yeah, I definitely I remember checking out uh I got again, it was another one where people were like, Hey man, like this will be really fun. It was like, you know, one AM at a convention and I ended up at it, your favorite anime sucks panel. Yeah. It was a really good time, man. This guy knew anime at that point. He knew his anime well. Yeah. And you know, you just you yell out an anime and he'd be like, Oh yeah, Naruto. What a great hot Oh, look at all this filler episodes I found. <laughs> and I mean it was it was really funny. Yeah. It was very I laughed like that as well. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a good time. And like, I mean, you know, it's like, but that's not like, that's definitely, I've matured in my conventions to where like, well, I, if I saw that, I might consider going to it, but it's definitely not what I'm going. Like, I'm not going to be up at 1am to go to a panel anymore. Right. Like I go to conventions and I'm like, you know, I'm going to sleep for eight hours. Yeah. I'm going to go to bed at midnight. I'm going to wake up at 8am. And be back at the, at the convention by 830. Yeah. Well, I'll go back nine. to the convention probably about nine. Cause I'm going to get breakfast first. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to eat a delicious free meal. I'm going to have myself something to wake up, a little uh, little Mountain Dew or something. Not much of a coffee drinker, as I said earlier. <laughs> uh, going to need a little caffeine, though, so we're going to have to break out the soda pop. And uh, then I'll uh, walk over to the convention center and have a good old time. But, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, so it's like, I, I think that's one of the things. Like, as you get older and, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm looking down the barrel of 31 years of age. Right. It's more like for me, it's less about like I want to spontaneously find something and I'll still do that. Yeah. I'll still spontaneously find a board game I fell in love with. Uh, my favorite game of 2017, uh, Century Spice Road. Uh, randomly, I was walking through the through the hall with Aaron and a guy said, hey, do you guys want to demo this? I didn't know Century. I'd heard some okay buzz about it. Like people were like, oh, Century's really cool. I had no intention to buy Century. I had no idea what it even was. Honestly, at that point, I didn't even know who Emerson Matsuchi was as a designer, who's now one of my favorites because I found Century and I was like, I right. need to find out what exactly this guy's doing. So I remember like I sat down to this demo and it was just so spot like, hey, oh my God, I love this game. Like I need to buy this game. And I mean, for a good year, I, I just raved about how much I loved it and how much, you know, I can't wait for the second one. And Eastern Wonders wasn't a disappointment per se, but like the hype I had for it was it did not meet the hype. Right. I mean, New World's really good. We got to play that together sometime. But it's just, you know, it's like so it's like you still I still have that spontaneous moment, but I definitely find myself wanting to plan a little more rigorously than I used to. And I think it's the same, like, it's like, oh, you know, like, let's hop in the car and go somewhere. I'm like, well, let's have a plan before we go somewhere. I'll go on that adventure. But, I, you know, I, I want to have a better idea. Like, well, yeah, let's go to free comic book day. Let's see what happens. And now, like, this year, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, I'd love to go to Carolyn John's. Oh, oh, by the way, they just announced Chris Claremont's going to be at Carolyn John's oh, for free cool. comic book day. So I uh, got to get some X-Men books signed. I want a picture. That's cool. So uh, if you're free on free comic book day, Squiggles, or if you're free commandos, uh, Chris Claremont's going to be up in uh, Carolyn John signing autographs. First one free, I believe $10 after that. Don't quote me, but uh, and the uh, midnight release for free comic book day, they always have beer. So Carolyn John's, your local Cleveland comic shop. So uh, I'm going to get some uh, some money for that, right? 
I hope so. <laughs> Carol and John's is awesome, though. Uh, they are a really they cool are comic shop up there. They're one of the most organized comic book stores I've ever been yeah, to. Yeah, they're a great comic shop. Well, they've been doing it so long that they're one of the top in the nation at that point. Oh, really? Yeah, well, they get, like, variant covers, and I think John is part of a, uh, I think he's part of, like, a comic book retailer association or something. Like, he speaks at comic book retail panels, and just because Carol and John's is such an old comic shop, and I mean, like, it's, it's hard to be an old comic shop nowadays. Old comic shops close. So it's it's hard to be in that like that local comic shop. Like there's, there's big ones like you know Golden Apple, uh, Mid, you know you know like you know those are big ones. Uh, right. Mile High, like those are big uh, popular comic shops. But like I mean, Carol and John's is a small comic shop that's super popular. Yeah. And it's super impressive, and it's really exciting that we have something like that so close to us. Sorry, I know that's off topic of the discussion there, but uh, you know just uh, throwing it out there, man. And I mean, like, Bill's is a great comic shop to go to as well. Like, right. I know his free comic book day. He's not going to have a Chris Claremont, but he'll but probably have a, have a Gorman Banks. and all of Daryl Banks. Daryl Banks I mean, is almost always at, at mm-hmm. uh, Bill's, and Daryl Banks is fantastic. Oh, he's yeah. Done, he's done great stuff. Well, for I mean, us. you know, he helped co create uh, Kyle Rayner, so. Yeah, he did. You know, it's not like we're getting someone, you know, someone to snuff at there. Right. And, uh, you know, he's got other guys, too. He's had Tony Isabella there. Uh, you know, I think Ron Friends has come out. Yeah. So, you know, like, there's been awesome creators coming to our local comic shop as well. But uh, Carolyn John's is just, it's something special. Like, I mean, when you can go someplace for a midnight release and they're giving out beer and it's free beer. And they're they're big enough that when they do their midnight release, and the, the fact that they can do a midnight release for free comic book day is huge. Mm-hmm. But when you go out, normally you can get like 10 books a person or 20 books a person. Oh, yeah, they order enough. You can get 10 books a uh, person. So a uh, tip, if you're not a, you know, like, you know what? Speaking about being old, you know, like yeah. midnight releases, that's something I don't like. I, I used to like bemoan the fact they don't do the midnight release anymore and but now like because i am older and i'm like i want to go to sleep because i gotta i gotta work the next day like i'm not like i remember going to the star wars midnight release mm-hmm. and i remember uh, for star wars episode three and i remember like i, I got home at like three something in the morning mm-hmm. and i went to school the next day like i had to wake up at 5 30 get ready oh yeah man i was like a sophomore in high school and i remember taking that ticket and i think i've said the story and i was like i was there and now if i went to a midnight release i Oh my god! You'd I don't know. I I would be dead noon. at work. I like I would walk in. And I'd be like, "All right, guys, just don't kill anybody because uh, daddy's not ready to check food properly." <laughs> like I, I take vacation time for that now. Like I'm yeah. going to a concert on Thursday, and I'm like, "Oh god, I forgot." Like I didn't put in vacation time for Friday, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what am I gonna do?" Who are you going to see? Uh, we're gonna see Opeth. Oh nice! Very excited, uh, Aaron and I. So it's gonna be a really good show. Uh, but I'm like, "Oh my god, what am I gonna do on Friday morning?" Because it's like two openers oh my god opeth's not gonna go on until like nine or ten. Oh, at the earliest oh my god o'clock. yeah so maybe they're done by 11 maybe we're on the road i'm home at 12 30 i'm up at 5 30 for work on friday oh commandos what have i done to myself <laughs> what has what have i done maybe it's time to take a sick day i'm considering it <laughs> i'm very well the thing is i just took last friday off and i've got my birthday off uh for uh wednesday thursday friday next week yeah so but anyway, so like I was saying, so, um, you know, I go to these midnight releases and Carolyn John's is so cool because they have that open one. But it's like, you know, that's one of the few things that I'd be like, oh, I'm willing to do a midnight release. And that's drive up and do the midnight release for well, free think, comic book. Day. I think part of that, too, is just because uh, you're willing to do the midnight release because you're you know, you're probably not working Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's not something you have to worry too much about. You're not you're going up and you're going to you know, you're going to have a good time. Oh, it's true. not. It's not something you're you're questioning whether you're going to have a good time for this midnight release. You know you're going to have a good time at Carol and John's. Very true. You know you're going to see some cool cool stuff up. There. I do think there's one thing you have to think about though. Yeah. You got to take a nap. 
I gotta yes. take a nap oh, now. Yeah. Oh, because absolutely. midnight release is on a Friday, I mean, I'm still up at, you know, now, five going to work. Me, personally, I probably wouldn't, but that would be because I'm such a night person anyway. No, yeah, you're gonna work, you're gonna sleep till like noon or one anyway. Right. No, but I mean, for, you know, us humans that work day shift, I like, I mean, I'm gonna, we're gonna turn this off, I'm gonna go upstairs and go to bed, I'm gonna wake up, you know, and go to fucking work at like 5.30, 6 in the morning. So, <laughs> that's how that's gonna go. Right. But yeah, and I mean, I think that's just the thing. Like, I mean, I find myself, you know, I got a son, so it's like I got to pace myself and stuff. And I can't just like, I can't hop. That's another thing. Like, as you get older in the hobby, like, I can't just like immediately hop and say, I'm going to go do this. Right. Like, it used to be, oh, my God, like, Chris Claremont's going to be there. I am there. Like, I'm dropping money right now so I can get a ticket to there, you know. Because I think they do like a dinner with them. And like, oh, my God, I'd love to go that. Now it's like, I got to clear that. Not with the wife, but I got to clear it to make sure, you know, oh, I'm not doing anything with Parker that night. And I mean, not like, you know, I the well can't watch him. It's like, make, make it sound like I have custody a couple times a week. I'm not divorced or anything. Well, and, and I mean, just what, four years ago, you and I and Noel went and did, maybe, maybe it was not quite four, four or five years ago. Four yeah, man. Five. We did, uh, we did free comic book day in 2015, I think. Yeah. So five years ago. Yeah, we it was going to be five we years went, ago this year. We went up to, to Carol and John's. You guys picked me up from work. We went up to Carol and John's. You guys, you guys picked up about every book that year because you were able to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> that was incredible. But, like, and most of that came because you, you were both able to pick up, like, 25 books. or tw- uh, Yeah, you get 10 there. Then we got three at Hazel's, got five at Bill's, got, like, three at Kurt. Yeah, man, we got them all throughout the day because we did Universal for a minute. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I didn't, well, you know, it's like at that point, I I could just do that. I could just like, all right, Noel, we're going to do this. We get up and go. We didn't have to worry about a little human. You didn't have to worry about the little human. You made breakfast the next morning. You Like, there wasn't as much to, to go, okay, we got a plan. Yeah, the responsibility is definitely different. Like, the, the planning and the responsibility. And I mean, to an extent, though, I really enjoy that. And I oh, think yeah. that's why, like, my conventions are more planned now, even though, like, I don't take Parker to conventions. I, Noel doesn't go either because she's just not the big enough board gamer for it. You know, it's like, I can look at this and I can be like, okay, cool, I'm going to go do these things. And I, I like to, I don't know, because I have to plan things now, I feel like I plan things out more. Because, like, that's how I can enjoy it more. Like, I'm not just like, well, I'm going to see what happens. I'll well, still I think, get in the I line think some, while, some of the enjoyment comes from, okay, when I plan this, I know I can do this one. I know I can go to this game and play this game and, and demo this game. I know I can go meet this person. And I know, so you build up a little bit of excitement for it too, whereas the surprise when you go, oh, I didn't know I was doing this. I'm doing this now. Like, I, I think some of that built up excitement is, is part of it too. And that's, that's a different aspect that you don't realize early into whatever you're doing that, you know, sometimes it's cool to, to actually do the plan, plan work for it. Definitely. And I mean, I think that, like I said, I think that's something that comes, and I know people who did it before, but I think that's something like for me and like my geeky adventure, my, my nerdy journey as I will, you know, as you will. Um, I, I think like that's been the, you know, just the, the maturation, like me, like, okay, cool. I'm going from this level to I'm going to this. And this is like how I enjoy it more. And I enjoy things more being able to plan and like budget and think and like, okay, cool. And then I have that to look forward to instead of just like the event itself. Like I cannot wait to go to Gen Con. Like, in my head, I'm like, well, I can't wait to go to Gen Con, of course, but I'm also, man, I cannot wait for that Gunpla class. Yeah. Like, that is going to be freaking awesome. I can't wait. You know, or, oh, my God, I can't wait to go to this, uh, you know, I can't wait to go to this event. I can't wait. You know, and that's, so I have these little things I can look forward to as well. So even at the convention, like, I'll be, like, Thursday, the convention will open. I'll be like, man, I can't wait till Friday. I can't wait to go to that Gunpla class. Right. And so, 
Yeah, man. And I, mean, I know, I know you're gonna enjoy that one immensely. Oh yeah. I've been getting a gunpla. Like you guys are. Uh, we've got a video. <laughs> Excuse me. That I've been in the editing bay a little bit. Um, I actually got through uh, a little bit, about a quarter of the uh, Heavy Arms Custom. So uh, you guys will hopefully see that soon. Um, I want to be able to get that up so you guys can kind of see a little uh, little more intro to Gunpla. Uh, Squiggles pops in midway through the video. So uh, by pops in, you just see my hands, but then we start talking about philosophy, life, and the universe. Yeah. So it's kind of like time. we do on here. Yeah, a little bit. So uh, yeah, man. I mean, real realistically, anytime we get together, we're talking... Very true. We're talking something. Very true. All right. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know if we've uh, really talked the topic to death, but I don't know if I have much more to say about it. Honestly, I don't really either, so. All right, man. Well, uh, as always, if you guys enjoyed this, please take a look at our Facebook page. Check out our YouTube. Um, we're having a, I'm having a hard time. Rooster personally is having a hard time getting things up there just because he's doing a, a bit too much. Uh, if I'm being honest, it's probably more than I should be doing at this time. Uh, a lot of irons in the forge, but uh, you know what? We're just going to move ahead and hope for the best. So if you get the chance, though, we'd really appreciate you checking out what we do have up there. Let us know what you like. Um, I got a really cool comment a uh, week ago from uh, my Horses of the Apocalypse review oh, yeah? that I did uh, two years ago now. Yeah? Uh, the guy who designed them what? found it. He really enjoyed it. So uh, that's he, awesome. Yeah, yeah, he, he really enjoyed the review. He said so. I uh, thought, hey man. That, I mean, that's that's like getting the the heads up from when I did the map for my dad. Like that that when the creator tells you this is awesome. That, yeah, it's, it's super su cool, it's man. Such a it's such a great feeling. So uh, yeah, it was really nice. So uh, yeah, man, uh, Klim Knizovich. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm sorry, Klim. Uh, he uh, but yeah, from Big Shot Toys. He uh, gave me a shout out on uh, YouTube, and I felt I thought that was really freaking cool. That's awesome. So uh, you know, some people are finding our stuff still, uh, and we've gotten a couple of new viewers. So hopefully, uh, there's not a lot of new content on there, and I apologize for that. But I promise, more is coming. If uh, we get through February, at the very least, March we'll have some. And right. there's three and videos in the editing bay right now. I was gonna say hopefully, because I part of the problem is I don't know how to do a lot of the editing stuff. I don't know how to post. A lot of the stuff so we we had talked about me getting into to yeah i gotta teach squiggles how to do it so you can be an idiot savant for it yeah <laughs> so on the you know on the when you start getting your your irons in the forge i can put mine in there as well yeah I we'll can, get there we'll definitely my, get my there time in um yeah we will get there so like i said i know we had these grandiose ideas that's gonna be two videos a week of 2020 commandos well that hasn't panned out we're sorry for that uh, like I said, it's been a combination. I just I got busy, man. I'm opening a theater. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave Rooster alone. I need someone to make that video. <laughs> um, but it, they are coming. I, I do swear that uh, the Crone Commandos, while they were on life support a while ago, I do think that we are back with a vengeance at the very least with these podcasts. Absolutely. And I mean, between you and I, we love doing this stuff. We, and we've said it before we love sitting down and just talking with each other kind of talking with you guys listening uh, listening in but this gives us a reason to get together every week mm -hmm. and and it's so cathartic and doing the videos gives us a reason to get together and do something it gives us a you know so we love doing it and sometimes life just happens life happens and, and that's unfortunate but it's we, true man we, there's such a fire going in like a couple of years ago when it started to die down there was a fire for a hot second and then kind of not this the fire even with us not being able to do everything the fire is still very much there no i'll agree with that analogy so yeah guys like you know as always like i said uh check us out all over if you enjoy what you're seeing give us likes tell us what we're doing right tell us what we're doing wrong uh, that's how we're doing wrong 
Yeah, man. I mean, I love you to tell me what you like, but uh, I definitely need to know what so you don't like. Yeah, we and we've been getting that pretty good, I think. Uh, yeah. You know, a little too much swearing. I think we're getting better. We're trying very much. Trying. We're trying. Yeah, that's all rooster. He, he he's it's really not, good. It's definitely not all rooster. Squiggle squ yeah. swears like a sailor. On yeah, we're good at the no no words. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been trying. I mean. Spoilers, we moved out, so uh, hopefully you guys are liking how we're doing that. Um, I think I like how it is. It should be the second episode with that. Uh, you know, um, if you uh, have any other comments, feel free to reach out to us at uh, crowandcommandos at gmail.com, crowandcommandos.rooster at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, Bone Book Club is coming. We are going to be doing that, I I've believe, next. I read mine as well, actually. Yeah. So I'm ready to roll with Bone Me Book too. Club. We I'm just actually have to ready for volume two. Yeah, um, we just have to sit down and actually find the time to do it. Yep. So Bone Book Club, uh, it's going to be a Facebook Live video. Uh, we said mid-February. I think we're going to go early March. So I think maybe the uh, maybe we're going to do a late evening in early March. That sounds good. So uh, we'll keep that. Just keep that in mind, Commandos. Uh, follow, uh, follow the Facebook page because we'll definitely post there when we decide. Yeah, we'll make an actual event for it. So, you know, count down to it. So, all right, guys. Uh, with that, toss a coin to your Witcher, and you kids have a fantastic evening. This is Rooster. And Squiggles. Signing out. See ya. Oh, please get exit music. Oh. Hey, Nate, thank you so much for that intro music. It is stellar as always. Guys, buy exit music. Exit music. E exit music. That's the Chrome Commando signing out. See you next week, guys.